of the Alameda Recreation and Parks Commission. Uh, to get started, we will do roll call of the commissioners. Okay, thank you. Uh, starting with uh, Commissioner Navarro. Chair Navarro. Uh, Chair Navarro, excuse me. Chair Navarro. Present. Uh, Vice Chair Alexander. Present. Um, Commissioner Jones. Present. Commissioner Robbins. Here. All right, our first order of business is to approve the minutes from the Thursday, April 13th meeting of the commission. Can I get a motion to approve the minutes? Motion to approve. All right, motion by Commissioner Robbins. Can I get a second, please? I'll second. Seconded by Vice Chair Alexander. Can I get a vote? Okay, um, Chair Navarro. Uh, approve. Uh, Vice Chair Alexander. Yes. Commissioner Jones. Yes. Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Okay, the meetings are approved as presented. Uh, our first order, or should I should say, our next order of business is at this time we invite members of the public to speak uh, for items that are not currently on the agenda. Um, those are items specifically not 6A or not 6B, which is the McKinley Park improvement and or Tennis, pickle, tennis or pickleball. So if we have members of the public who are speaking on non-agendized items that have submitted a speaker form, would you please come to the podium? At this time, we don't have any forms, but again, we will uh, welcome any member to the public for any non-agenda items. Just a moment, apparently we do have a couple members on Zoom. We want to go ahead and give them an opportunity and one person does have their hand raised. Uh, Mr. Joe Stacks, we will allow him to talk. All right, thank you, Mr. Stack. Hello. Yes, I want to thank everyone for giving me this opportunity to speak and commend the Parks and Rec Commission as well as the whole Parks and Recreation Department for the wonderful job that they do supporting our parks. And the reason for my comments is to continue encouraging support for the Enterprise Park Campground, um, where I know comments have been made by other members of the commission, um, as well as myself, and I've sent some letters into the city as well as trying to get this opportunity going because it is such a great opportunity for all the obvious reasons, but more importantly, because it's a low impact cost to the city it improves land value there's grant opportunities to make this happen although it's a low priority park project for the parks and recreation department um, i believe that with minimal work from city management to get requests for proposals to make this park happen because it has a similar operating structure to the golf course, meaning um, it really needs to be operated by an outside vendor and managed by the city. Um, because of that, the sooner you can get that request for proposal out to the public, the sooner this park can open. And to getting this request for proposal to happen um, is really not a whole lot of work. Um, considering the impact that it will have. And most of the work that's involved is, yes, by the upper management uh, making from different departments of the city to, to weigh in on what's gonna constitute a request for proposal, but I wanna emphasize the benefits that this has 
and really encourage the commission to get this process started by making this an agenda item for a future Parks and Rec Commission meeting. That is all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Mr. Stack. Do we have any other comments on the non-agenda non items? On Zoom, we do not have any other hands raised. I would ask for anyone that is participating on Zoom, if you wish to speak at this time, to please raise your hand, and that will allow us to go ahead and allow you to speak. I do not have any affirmatives online. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Uh, our next item is the report from the director, interim, interim director of the ARPD, Mr. Limecedar. Thank you, Chair Navarro. Um, I am excited and proud to go ahead and be able to provide a report for the commission for this up for this last month uh, and for the upcoming uh, summer season. Uh, I want to go ahead and report on a couple things that are happening currently with ARPD. We are extraordinarily excited for the upcoming summer season. Uh, lots of people have already signed up for summer camp. Summer camp registration continues along with uh, swim lessons uh, at both pools. We remain hopeful, and I'll give a quick update on that in a moment. Moment. Um, additionally, we are looking for just a lot of fun in the parks altogether. Again, we've already had an absolutely stellar season so far. Uh, in, in many ways, I think maybe record-breaking as far as the picnics and some of the other outdoor activities that are being requested. Our rental program continues to grow both at the O Club as well as in our various picnics in the park. Uh, so we're definitely seeing a very heavy interest in the public and wanting to be able to congregate with one another and be able to celebrate with family and friends. Um, I also want to go ahead and note um, that as we are moving forward, we've also had some success with the uh, updated scholarship program. Uh, we continue to go ahead and receive several applicant applications for financial assistance, and we'll continue to receive those until the fund is exhausted. Uh, as just a quick reminder, we are accepting up to $20,000 in potential scholarship funds that were allocated in this fiscal year to be able to provide for families to be able to get uh, reduced cost on summer camps and programs. Uh, at this point, there is still a substantial amount that is available, and so our goal is to be able to exhaust that fund before the end of the year. Um, as far as some upcoming, uh, really uh, upcoming things that are going on, include the Sandcastle Contest, which will be on Saturday, June 10th from 9 to noon, with judging at 1 o'clock. Uh, I understand that uh, Commissioner Jones will be joining me as one of the judges for this year's contest. So, again, uh, really fun for all, and we invite everyone to come out and join us over at Crown Beach uh, on June 10th. Um, I also want to go ahead and speak really quickly about the golf tournament that was held this earlier this week uh, by the Friends of the Park Foundation. Just really fabulous event uh, put on by this group. Again, I was really impressed not only with the number of people that came out, but also just really the real um, passion that everyone has for our parks. And so it was really awesome to be able to go ahead and uh, I unfortunately I did not get out on the golf course myself, but it was a lot of fun to be able to see everyone out on the golf course in support of our parks. 
Um, additionally, I want to go ahead and just mention one more thing. We have the 4th of July coming up, uh, and naturally, you know, we have a little small parade that happens in town. Nothing big, just a little small shindig with a few different uh, parades, uh, you know, parade of uh, people coming through. Uh, nothing big at all, right? Um, no, but the Alameda 4th uh, of July parade I know is a really big deal, and our department's working really hard to go ahead and make this as good as any other that we've had, if not the best. And so, again, a lot of uh, praise to our staff, especially Pat Russi, who was working tirelessly to go ahead and keep this going. And so, again, uh, must props to all of our staff as we get ramp up for this particular planning. Um, and that is all I have for my staff report tonight. All right. Thank you. Do I have any questions from the commissioners? No. All right. Uh, we're going to begin with the commissioner reports. And I'll go ahead. Do you have any volunteers? Well, let's here. I will. Commissioner Robbins. Yeah. All right. Um, played tennis twice at uh, Cruzy Park. Just um, uh, now that I'm back into playing tennis again. Uh, played at Washington Park as well. Um, was a little confused that I thought we had a reservation system for park, for playing tennis and couldn't find any mention of it anywhere on our website. Um, and through much gyrations, found out you have to reserve it over a week in advance uh, through the office and so we don't have an online system but was still able to play at Washington Park. Uh, <clears throat> was at, uh, played pickleball as well. Uh, so that was enjoyable to be able to go to the different parks. Uh, spent a lot of time at Linear Park. I have a passion about us doing something with Linear Park in the coming years and um, continue to scope it out uh, and look forward to further conversations with the rest of the commission of what we can do with that park in the coming years. And Rittler Park is right next to my school that I teach at, Wood Middle School, and uh, enjoyed uh, watching some soccer matches that went on there, uh, which was a fantastic event. And we co-chaired a astronomy night with the East Bay Astronomical Society uh, and uh, used uh, Rittler Park for part of that event. So that was an exciting thing to have happen. That's it. All right, thank you. Commissioner Jones? Thank you, Chair Navarro. <clears throat> Excuse me, I attended the, last weekend I attended the Alameda Sale Center barbecue event at the Ensenal boat ramp. Very uh, well attended event. Um, the sailing center offers sailing lessons to our uh, youth and adults as well. They put on a nice event for uh, their guests. Um, they had uh, instructors there to talk about um, the services they offer, which as long as I lived in Alameda, I didn't know that the sailing center existed. So that was a, a good time. Um, that's all I have to report today. Thank you. Thank you. Vice Chair Alexander. Thank you. Um, I just want to say it's nice to see the parks being utilized. I drive by Chillman Park a lot, and if there's not a soccer game going on, there's a lacrosse game going on. There's the um, old timers practicing their baseball on the field, so it's nice to see the parks used. 
Cruzy is always full. The girls are playing softball there. Um, Rittler Park, there's three, four soccer games at one time, plus the baseball games going on. So it's just nice to see all of our parks being used so well. Um, I attended the Cruzy meeting with the uh, neighbors to listen to their concerns about us putting pickleball courts there. I would like to thank them for all their hard work that they put into that. Gave me a lot to think about. Um, I also spent time up at Lincoln Park again, wandering around the pickleball courts and listening and walking around the streets, listening for pickleball noise and all of that. Um, I was actually at Chichenio Park today, and it was nice to see the kids and parents using that playground that we worked so hard to put there. And even though we had to take trees down there, it's still a nice area to go to, and it'll be nice when the trees get replanted. Um, I also attended the Friends of the Park event over the weekend um, on um, Monday. I would encourage all of you to look up Friends of the Park online and see what they do and uh, support wherever you can. And I, I think that's about all. Oh, I also um, revisited some of the possible pickleball sites in town down on the base and uh, a couple other options that are out there. So um, I've been doing my homework. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, it's been a while since I've been at a meeting. Uh, my last meeting was actually chairing the last Zoom meeting that we did, fully Zoom. I missed last month's meeting due to spring break with my children. Um, and this is actually probably my last meeting as I'm rolling off after four years on the commission. Um, I first came to a meeting in order to speak up because I was new to Alameda, newer, and I really wanted a play space at what was then Jackson Park for my young children um, who were also in ARPD Tiny Tots program. So that's how I initially came to be in front of the commission and was then asked if I had any interest in serving on the commission. Um, the meetings were not quite as well attended as they are tonight <laughs> at the time. So this is a little intimidating seeing so many faces um, as a non-natural public speaker. But I really enjoyed the, the parks programs that I've used as a parent and as a community member over the last four years, whether it's been uh, participating in the tennis tournament, uh, judging the sandcastle contest, enrolling my children in all the various ARPD camps, starting with jumping frog and pool lessons up until all sports camp now that they're in the upper grades uh, and they'll continue to do so. Um, being on the commission and having the ability to check out all the various sites and use them as a, a user and a, a voter and a taxpayer has been fantastic and I've loved being able to participate in helping define the way, the direction that the Parks Department has gone in its um, advisory capacity to City Council. I'm really proud that we have such an amazing uh, Parks Department and I know I go to other cities and I see what they have and I know that what we have is very special even though sometimes I also get frustrated by the lack of facilities or things I would like to be different. Um, but I'm really proud of what the commission has accomplished. It's been a very congenial group of people the last four years and we've really been able to work through I think some difficult times in getting our programs up and running. Um, you know, it's sad to see us close basketball courts and playgrounds but I'm really happy to see them open and I'm happy to see them being utilized. I'm happy to see that we are kind of up and running at 110%. And I would encourage us to keep pushing for more funding to keep funding the things that obviously we all feel passionate about, whether it's a new play structure, uh, repairing broken play structures, senior citizen programs at Massick Senior Center, or uh, my personal favorite, you know, more tennis and pickleball. So I'm actually happy to see so many people out tonight. Um, 
So thank you for having me, and I will see people in a non-commissioned capacity out in all the parks with my children. Always say hi. So that's all I have for that. All right, thank you. Um, all right. We actually did something out of order and already approved the minutes, but we will keep going. Uh, we're moving on to the first regular agenda item, which is item 6A. And just for the public, uh, the general process is that we have a presentation from the park staff, um, which includes attachments, slides, presentations. Then we have an opportunity for public comment. Because we have so many people, if we have uh, an extremely large number of people, which I anticipate that we do, we generally limit public comments to two minutes per person uh, so that we can make sure that everyone has a chance to be heard before the sun goes down. Uh, after public comment, which is not questions, right, we don't respond to public comment, uh, then the commissioners have their own personal discussion and then either consider the motion before them, et cetera. So just a heads up, uh, sometimes there's some confusion. With that being said, the first item on the agenda is item 6A, 2023-3111, the request for the Recreation and Parks Commission recommendation on McKinley Park Playground. Mr. Limecedar. Thank you, Chair Navarro. Okay, <clears throat> so as many on the commission may already know, we had recently quite a few storms that occurred during this last spring um, that affected several uh, members of our community and also affected several structures, trees, etc., in our parks and in our community. And unfortunately, um, uh, we were also not salvaged in our parks. Uh, you know, as many of you had heard previously at McKinley Park, we did lose uh, one of our playground uh, structures to a tree falling in the park and pretty much damaged uh, this particular structure beyond repair. Um, thankfully, both myself as well as other members of the staff, including uh, uh, Matt, Matt Nolan, who is our uh, acting recreation um, services manager, had a chance to go ahead and discuss this and made the determination as staff early on that this is something that we wanted to go ahead and try to um, remedy in the community. You know, this is a really important park. You know, this is a park that is regularly used by member, several members of the community. And so we wanted to go ahead and take the opportunity to see if there's a way for us to be able to um, repair this uh, particular playground in a quick nature. And I'm proud to say that, you know, through uh, rigorous staff work and research, we were able to go ahead and put this presentation together fairly quickly uh, and able to go ahead and have a chance to go ahead and get some community input. So with that, uh, I'm really happy to be able to be presenting this tonight. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to any questions from uh, the commission once we have had a chance to go ahead and conclude the presentation. Um, I want to go ahead and start by saying, again, you know, again, this uh, particular presentation is in response to the loss of the playground structure. Um, ARPD has identified several prefabricated designs uh, that, you know, were particularly looked at because of the fact that, A, they are easily uh, sourced. So at this point in time, we feel comfortable that, you know, we'll be able to source these materials fairly quickly. Uh, they're in coordination with a company that we have used before. So this is something that, you know, again, we feel pretty confident about. At this point, um, 
The objective ultimately is to replace what was destroyed, so there's not to necessarily add or move up beyond what was there, but really as a means to ultimately replace what was destroyed uh, by the actual storms. Uh, I want to share that these particular prefabricated designs were from a trusted vendor, uh, and we actually had a chance to go ahead and share these designs with the public at a public community meeting scheduled on Thursday, May 18th at McKinley Park. Uh, I understand there were several members of the community, both uh, children as well as families that had the chance to go ahead and provide comment, as well as uh, had a chance to go ahead and vote on each of the options. And before I go ahead and talk a little bit more about that community meeting, I did want to share all four of these options with uh, the commission. So starting with option A, again, each of these options have various different components. Uh, the objective with each of these particular choices was not so much to have um, extreme variants, but just slightly different design. The goal and intent was to go ahead and replace what was destroyed. So while you know some of the arrangement might be a little bit different, again, there's a lot of similarity you'll notice between the different options as far as the different components on the playground. There's the layout's a little bit different, and in some areas might be lower, some areas might be higher. But again, as much as possible, we wanted to come up with different options that were similar, but still different enough that you know the community would have some options to play with. Uh, then we also had option B. Again, you notice, again, similarly, a lot of the same options, different colors, uh, a couple different components. Option C. And then, of course, option D. Ultimately, parents and children in attendance had an opportunity to provide input and vote on all four designs. Ultimately, option A was the preferred design with a total of 39 votes. Uh, option B had 10, option C 25, option D 27. Um, I, I want to go ahead and note that some families have expressed over email a desire for a full design process with more organic materials being used, and that's something that we definitely recognized uh, in my conversation with staff as I understand it. Again, these particular models and these particular designs allow us to be able to quickly get moving with this project. Um, while we would definitely love to do a full design project, I will share, but I understand that the timing to do so would be much more than this. You know, with this particular design, we could be in the ground and construction by the end of the year and ready to play. Uh, when we do a full design process, it can take up to a year. And so again, the goal and intent was to be able to replace the structure that was damaged uh, as quickly as possible. And again, this is an affair, and again, this is not necessarily a budgeted item, but we feel comfortable uh, moving forward. Uh, which brings me to the fiscal impact. Uh, we anticipate the total cost, including um, demolition of damaged equipment, to be right around $100,000. Again, this is a rough a slightly rough estimate just because, again, materials and other supplies can vary slightly. But again, we do feel very comfortable. We'll be well within this realm. Uh, staff does not anticipate the cost of this project to significantly delay any other pro playground projects that are currently prioritized for replacement. And as a reminder, the next two would be at Tillman and Cruzy. So again, those would still remain on track. Um, staff may need to seek additional funding from the city council to complete other playground projects as we move forward. But again, you know, we will uh, cross that road when it happens. Again, the goal here is not to delay any other projects, but rather, again, to make sure that we can complete this replacement. And again, we feel very comfortable within this calendar year that we can see this completed. 
Uh, as far as some alternatives and other considerations, again, staff can go back and start the process over for a full design process. This will include solicitation of additional community feedback before returning to the commission with a new recommendation. Again, this would take a considerable amount of time. And again, what I will re relay is, again, we would be looking at much closer to a year from now as opposed to six months. So, you know, that would be, uh, you know, a community that would be going a year without a playground. Uh, ARPD can also do nothing at this point and table the project for a later date and allowing us to continue moving forward with prioritized projects. Um, again, the consequence of any alternative delays will include continued loss of community play space. Uh, by moving forward, we would, again, be able to see this playground installed fairly quickly, we hope. And again, you know, that would be the goal. Um, at this time, um, staff is um, requested the Recreation and Park Commission move to recommend that the McKinley Park Playground repairs and replacement be prioritized and for staff to move forward with implementing this replacement project. And I would be happy to answer any questions from the commission and to hear any and all comments from the public. Thank you. All right, thank you. Do I have any clarifying comments? I, I have a question. Vice Chair um, can you refresh my memory how long it took us to replace Lincoln Park? A good guesstimate is fine. I think we were about six to eight months. Thank you. Vice uh, Chair Robbins. I'm just curious, is there any insurance impact or, or because of the fallen tree and any costs recovery through insurance that's applied to it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and refer you over to uh, Acting uh, Rec Services Manager uh, Matt Nolan, who can better answer that question at this time. Unfortunately, no. Um, Lincoln Playground also did not qualify for any insurance funding, unfortunately. Our deductible is $250,000. Okay. And so that does not meet the criteria. Thank you. I do have one question regarding the McKinley Park. At this time, is that still a site that's in use? And uh, for the Tiny Tots program? Is that affecting their ability to use the space or is there not a program there right now? So there is a program there right now. My understanding is, you know, we've already removed the play structure that was damaged. Uh, but again, to my knowledge, it, you know, I'm not sure as far as safety is concerned, my understanding is they're not currently using the structure uh, just because of the damage. But again, um, Matt, do you have anything to add to that? The two to five playground is still standing. The five to 12 was the one that was damaged and removed. And so this is the one that is solely five to 12. The swing set and the two to five is still standing and it's gonna remain and will be refurbished or match the new playground in theory. Okay, thank you. Any questions? All right, at this time we open it up for public comment on agenda item 6A, McKinley Park replacement. Have any speakers? Zoom. I'm not showing any hands up currently with any members from online. So again, at this time, I would ask that if you are currently participating through Zoom, if you would like to go ahead and comment on this particular item, to please raise your hand so we can acknowledge you. And I am not seeing any attendees at this point that have their hands raised, so I do not believe we have any comment on this item at this time. All right, thank you. Uh, commissioners, discussion on this item. Is there anything anyone would like to bring up regarding the replacement or non-replacement? 
I'll, I'll make a comment. Um, I would like to see us move forward as quickly as possible to get this replaced. Um, six to eight months is a long time just to wait to get it done. If we have another meeting with the community, that puts it out probably another year. Um, and I understand their need to want to give some more comments, but um, I think under the circumstances that we have um, classes in that at McKinley Park, it'd be nice to get this replaced as quickly and efficiently as possible. And I would just like to agree with Vice Chair Alexander. I'd like to get this done as quickly as possible as well. And I personally like option A the best. <laughs> okay. Any comments? I have no comments, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, I went and looked at the, the site and um, I understand that it would be really lovely to redesign it and have it be in the vein of Jean Sweeney or Chochenyo. But I also know that the Chochenyo Park and Jean Sweeney process took a very long time. Um, and I know that there are children who want to use the space now, particularly the older group, because the two to five, the younger, I think it's three to five structure is maybe not that exciting <laughs> for the older children. Um, I don't have any strong opinions on the, the design. If A is what the community has chosen, I'm happy for that. But I think that in the interest of like for like and keep it matching the existing play structure that's still there, we should probably move forward. I know that the existing structure is also a pre-designed, prefabricated structure. Um, so, does anyone have a motion that they'd like to make or shall I? I would make a motion to approve moving forward with the redesign and using option A. I'll second. All right, you have a second? Can I get a vote please? Okay, um, Chair Navarro? Yes. Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Jones? Yes. Commissioner Robbins? Yes. Thank you. Okay. All right, motion passes. Sorry, I'm too tall for this. All right, uh, we're moving on to item 6B on the agenda, or the main event. Um, <laughs> All right, at this time we're gonna discuss item 6B on the agenda, 2023-3107, which is the staff request for Recreation and Park Commission review and consideration of the Crucy Park Tennis Court resurfacing project to be completed without adding pickleball striping and request for Recreation and Park Commission recommendation on other potential pickleball venues in Alameda. First, we have our presentation from the acting director. Thank you, Chair Navarro. I want to go ahead and preface this particular presentation um, with the fact that, you know, I appreciate um, the commentary and um, the direction from the commission during the last meeting. It was very helpful for staff as we moved forward to get a little bit more um, 
not only direction, but a really an opportunity uh, and time for us to be able to go ahead and meet with other members of the community. I want to share that it was a really good opportunity for us to not only meet with members of the surrounding neighborhood at Cruzy Park, but also gave us a great opportunity to go ahead and connect and not only make some relationships, but also better understand some of the needs of our pickleball community. Um, as I think I stated last time in our last meeting, I think it's really important that we consider the fact that, you know, not only do we have a neighborhood to consider, but we also have several members of the community that are very passionate about this particular sport and you know definitely this is something that is needed in our community obviously that's why we have so many people here tonight and online that are speaking uh, either in favor against or just in general and I don't know that there's anyone that necessarily disagrees there's a need for pickleball there just might be some disagreement about where we're moving forward uh, but with that again I want to go ahead and start with that um, Moving forward as far as an introduction on this particular item, uh, at the April Recreation and Park Commission meeting, uh, as a recap, staff was requested by the commission to consider a potential project to strike both uh, pickleball and tennis court lines on the Cruzy Park tennis courts. Uh, at the time, the commission uh, decided to table the vote and requested that staff meet with neighbors and constituents on a proposal for pickleball trial period at Cruzy Park. The commission at that time also requested identification of alternative pickleball locations and other city examples of multi-sport courts. And so uh, at, per that request, that will be what we will be uh, covering tonight in this presentation. Um, I want to go ahead and start with the community meetings that we were able to go ahead and conduct over the course of the last month. Uh, not long after our meeting, uh, our last commission meeting on the 20th, uh, staff ha had the chance to go ahead and meet with pickleball and tennis representatives at the ARPD office. It was a great opportunity for us to go ahead and meet with both groups that are actually both very passionate about, uh, you know, pickleball and really being able to have this opportunity to not only be able to potentially do a trial period at Cruzy Park, but to really find a home for pickleball. Again, right now they are limited in their space over at Lincoln Park, and that was something that we understand and recognize as a department, you know, this is an opportunity for some growth and for us to take a, another look at other potential opportunities. Uh, additionally, staff had a chance to meet with Cruzy Park neighbors on May 3rd. Uh, we were also joined by uh, Vice Chair Alexander and Chair Navarro uh, and being able to hear some of their concerns as well. Uh, some of the concerns that were noted by the neighbors in the Cruzy Park neighborhood included additional traffic, concerns about people parking within the neighborhood, uh, an overall loss of privacy, and of course the concerns about sound based largely on the distance between homes and proposed courts. Uh, additionally, neighbors cited several news reports that describe neighbors of other pickleball court developments across the country. Uh, and I will make a quote from an LA Times article that specifically stated that interference, uh, you know, having several people having lived in and around these courts having suffered severe mental suffering and overall interference with resident enjoyment of their homes. And so this was one of the articles that was cited and shared with us by members of the community. Um, so I do want to go ahead. Additionally, several members of the community also went ahead and made clear that, you know, potentially there were other sites in Alameda that might be more appropriate. And I will share that, you know, we actually, quite a bit of work was put into uh, through our neighbors in helping us kind of determine spacing. Uh, for example, providing us with maps that showed specific distance between the housing, between housing and locations of the pickleball courts. And so all of those particular uh, items were definitely taken into consideration. Um, 
I do want to go ahead and note that we also had an opportunity to have a larger community meeting with Cruzy Park neighbors, pickleball, and tennis supporters on the 18th of May over at the ARPD office. Uh, the purpose of that particular meeting was to go ahead and take all of the concern into consideration and be able to go ahead and have an opportunity for everyone to be able to speak amongst themselves. We had a couple representatives from the neighborhood uh, and a few representatives from pickleball and a representative from tennis that had a chance to go ahead and speak with one another and really talk about a potential um, compromise which would include uh, a shortened and abbreviated um, period of uh, trial for pickleball over at Coosey Park. Uh, several supporters of pickleball in our community uh, worked very hard, I think, on a compromise proposal and for a trial period that would actually take a matter of days. So, you know, one of the trials that we were considering in the last meeting was potentially two to, you know, one to two months, uh, which would provide a consistent period. And I want to, you know, I do want to praise the pickleball community for putting together this really great compromise where there was an opportunity for us to look at several days, uh, looking at different times of day. So instead of having a five to eight hour schedule ongoing for two months, looking at you know specific periods in which there may be higher traffic, other groups in the park. And so there was a great consideration for that that was presented to the neighborhoods. Uh, ultimately, the neighborhood representatives did agree to review a pickleball trial uh, at the end of that meeting. Uh, they agreed to take that particular drafted um, pickleball um, proposal and discuss it with the rest of the community. So, you know, again, coming out of that, we did feel that at the very least both communities had a chance to go ahead and speak with one another and be able to give feedback. Uh, unfortunately, as an update, I will share that as of this afternoon, I understand that several neighbors have had the chance to consider the proposal. I know that they've all had a chance to go ahead and talk with one another. And at this time, there is not support from the neighborhood for a trial at Cruzy Park. Uh, and again, I will share this is after, you know, several meetings. We've had several conversations. I will also share that the mayor and I also met and had a chance to walk with several members of the uh, community over at Cruzy Park and the concerns about sound uh, mitigation, traffic, privacy continue to be challenges that you know even despite this particular proposal were not able to be overcome. Um, with that, I also wanted to go ahead uh, during the course of the last month with staff and really taking a look at what are some other examples in the community? Because obviously we're not the only community in the Bay Area that is impacted. Uh, this is a new sport that has been wildly popular and across the nation we've seen growth. Uh, several Bay Area communities have built pickleball courts and taken different approaches. Uh, some cities have moved forward with minimal input and that has had maximum impact, both negatively and positively, depending on what side of the table you sit on. Um, feedback, you know, whereas I think other cities have taken a measured approach with feedback sessions and community input, uh, very similar to what we're doing here in Alameda. So again, we've, had, we've seen both sides. Uh, I want to go ahead and present four examples just for consideration as some really great examples, uh, both of good, bad, you know, challenges that have happened, you know, in communities very close to us. Uh, in the city of Oakland at Bushrod Park, they have actually uh, implemented a multi-sport court that would be similar to what we were proposing at Cruzy Park, which was an existing tennis court where they have added additional striping for pickleball. Um, what I want to share is I had a chance to go ahead and visit that site and I spent a, close to an hour observing and talking to folks that were playing over at Bushrod Park. And what I will share is that this particular park is located in a neighborhood uh, in North Oakland. Uh, 
Um, the existing tennis courts, as you can see, were striped with pickleball lines. Um, and there was a lot of discussion with the community as well as members of the pickleball community and the tennis community that came to an agreement that, you know, there really was a need for both. Uh, they actually did not take out the existing tennis uh, poles. They actually went ahead and measured it in such a way that on each court there's one to two pickleball courts on either side of the net. So that allowed them to be able to continue uh, play so you can interchangeably play. The city of Oakland has provided the poles and nets that can be rolled on and off the court for pickleball, so at any given time. And then, of course, there are some members of the, of the pickleball community that brought their own nets, but again, they are provided by the city. Um, reservations are available uh, on a first-come, first-served basis. Otherwise, those facilities are open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Um, this particular park is located adjacent to a neighborhood. Uh, some of the difference and challenges between this neighborhood, for example, and Cruzy Park, being that many of the homes have concrete or block walls, which are a little bit more sound buffering. In addition, there is a, quite a few trees. Uh, and so I would say that you know the trees in between the actual courts and the actual backyards also help with that buffer. Uh, I did ask a couple members of the community that were walking around the neighborhood if there was any challenges that they've had with sound. Uh, those neighbors said, you know, while they've had momentary issues, for the most part, after 5 o'clock in the afternoon, the pickleball community typically has closed up and left for the day, so they haven't had any major issues. Uh, in the beginning, it was a little bit more of a challenge, but in working with the city, they were able to figure out a schedule that works. Uh, I also had a chance to go ahead and visit the Presidio Wall Tennis and Pickleball Courts in the city of San Francisco. Um, these particular courts are really uh, awesome. Uh, you know, I think that not, you know, it was really uh, clear that they had a dedicated and concerted effort to put these together. Um, I know there was some contention at first. There were many people in the Presidio neighborhood that I know that were objecting to this. Uh, but I will share that one of the differences, again, between this and some of the other parks that we hear of in Alameda is it is behind the Presidio wall. And if you have not been to this particular park, it's about 100 feet set back from the park. There is a road between the wall and the neighborhood and the park itself, and the park is actually set below about 10 feet below the road street line, and there is a rows of trees and shrubbery. So there is a good amount of distance as well as several other natural sound barriers in between the actual courts and the neighborhood. Um, various times have been established for reservations and open play. Uh, that particular morning when I went out, it was about 8.30 in the morning, and most of the courts, uh, with the exception of the one that you'll notice in this picture, were in full use. Uh, half of them were tennis and half of them were pickleball. I will share that at most, if not all, the courts that I had the chance to visit, with the exception of Berkeley, which we'll go over in the next page, uh, we had tennis and pickleball happening at the same time coexisting. When I asked members of those communities if there were challenges, they, you know, there would seem to be a common respect for one another. And although there were some sound concerns, uh, for example, at Bushrod Park, I noticed that you know a couple of the tennis members just chose to put earplugs in. Every time that helped them with the sound and allowed them to be able to continue playing and having the enjoyment of playing tennis with their with their friends. Um, um, I will share that one of the other interesting things about the city of San Francisco is that there is no particular time set for particularly for just pickleball or tennis. Uh, it really is first come, first serve, and the hours are dawn to dusk. I did not have a chance to talk to anyone in the neighborhood, but again, I did have a chance to talk to a couple members that were playing tennis, a couple of members that were playing pickleball, and for the most part, everyone seemed very happy about the fact that we had that particular option there. 
Um, moving over to the city of Berkeley, uh, the Cedar Rose Park pickleball courts. This particular one has been in the news a couple times since 2020. Uh, this particular project was built uh, in between uh, two fairly large uh, multifamily uh, housing developments. So we're talking about large apartment complexes. Uh, and when we're talking about space, I would say that you know they're less than 10 feet away from the buildings. So they're very close. Initially, these were tennis courts that were built, I want to say, back in the 1970s. Uh, in this particular area as an expansion of the Cedar Rose Park. Um, the city of Berkeley did take commentary before they built this, but I understand there were a lot of challenges and a lot of opposition, but they made the choice to move forward to this particular project. Um, this project, while very successful and very well used, has had a lot of challenges. Um, one of the challenges has been being able to mitigate sound because of its uh, proximity to those buildings, sound has become a major concern. Uh, the city of Berkeley, to help mitigate this impact, has installed sound paneling. And I will share that I had a chance to stand next to the panels and walked up and down by the courts. And it has been somewhat effective in keeping the sound from the closest neighbors. It does mitigate part of the sound. The challenge is that when you go up the street a block away, nothing is keeping the sound from echoing out. So in fact, you actually have an echo two blocks away. And so I actually stood at different spots and will share personally that I was able to hear. Um, and so again, you know, while not perfect, uh, there was some reason to believe that there could be mitigation of sound. I will uh, share that we understand that this particular item is fairly expensive. Uh, but again, this was in you know um, response to neighbors that had opposition and concern about these particular courts. Uh, there are really specific hours for the particular pickleball courts. In fact, at this point, if the city of Berkeley receives any complaints whatsoever, they have uh, the the first right of way to close the courts immediately for up to one week to one month at a time and have done so already. So again, you know, this is something to where they've actually put in place very strict rules and regulations to ensure that, you know, not only uh, are all members of the community being respectful to one another, but also being really concerned for the actual neighboring community. Um, I also want to go ahead and highlight the UC Berkeley Recreational Sports Golden Bear Multi-Sport Courts located in Berkeley. Uh, these are located up at the Golden Bear Recreation Center, uh, which is adjacent to several neighborhoods uh, on the far end uh, right below the Berkeley Hills. Uh, I actually was involved in this particular project while I worked over at UC Berkeley. Uh, this project, I will share, had a lot of community input. Uh, we did have some resistance as there is a senior community that is about 245 feet away from the court. Uh, there's also so a skate park and other fairly loud stuff right around there. So rightfully so, some of those uh, 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 residents were a little concerned. Uh, that being said, we were able to go ahead and help mitigate some of those concerns with the fact that we did have specific hours and limited use policies. And so we were able to move forward. This particular uh, multi-sport court is unique in that it's not only lined for tennis and pickleball, but it also has existing uh, lines and standards for basketball as well as the addition of futsal soccer. Nets are provided and can be used for all of these particular sport activities. Uh, this particular um, project was uh, allowed not only for students, but because of covenants with the city, also is open to the community. So the reason why I wanted to go ahead and cover this is although it's on a university campus, it is a public uh, facility and is heavily used by members of the public. I had a chance to visit this particular uh, site last Friday and it was fully being used. All of the courts for, for pickleball were in full use at the time that I came and visited. So again, all of these sites are being used on a regular basis.
And last but not least, I want to go ahead and highlight again that here within the city of Alameda, we are scheduled to open for general public, hopefully in late 2024, early 2025, uh, Estuary Park Phase 2. Uh, again, uh, this will bring us at least four, uh, potentially up to six dedicated pickleball courts to be constructed. Um, again, this is located in the northeast region of the city near Alameda Landing and Bay 37 uh, housing developments. Uh, again, this is walkable and bikeable, yet far enough from residential neighborhoods to mitigate some of the sound concerns that we've heard from other neighborhoods here in Alameda. Lastly, I want to go ahead and just quickly uh, talk about some potential alternate locations. While these are not the only alternate locations for pickleball here in Alameda, uh, these are three that you know we would like to go ahead and you know put out there for consideration by the commission uh, for further um, movement in the in the future. Uh, this includes the Bolina Bay tennis courts. Um, again, conversation is not yet occurred with the adjacent neighbors or marina. So again, this has just been a suggestion, but we've had a chance to go ahead and visit the site. Uh, currently, we understand there are two tennis courts on site. Uh, extensive work would need to occur before courts could be ready for use by the public. We estimate, and again, these are very rough estimates as we have not had a chance to do full staff, uh, full staff uh, research on the particular project. Again, this is based on common knowledge and what we estimate the cost would be based on other projects that are occurring at this moment uh, to be about $250,000. Uh, additionally, there's the Washington Park tennis courts uh, where we could add striping to one of the courts uh, to allow us to add potentially two to three additional pickleball courts. Uh, we expect that the cost for the striping would be an approximately $20,000. This would be the least expensive uh, alternative option uh, previously considered by the commission for consideration. Uh, again, this would require further exploration by staff. We would definitely want to go ahead and uh, take an opportunity to meet with members of the community, both tennis as well as uh, pickleball to talk about potential impacts as well as the neighboring community. And then of course there's the College of Alameda tennis courts. Uh, there are a total of nine courts located over there that are currently in you know various, again our understanding they're not really being used at this point. They're in various states of disrepair. Uh, this would be the most expensive option but again with nine courts there would be a lot of flexibility with this particular site. Um, this has been presented to ARPD staff as a possibility. However this has not been formally discussed with college administration at this time. So again, you know, uh, you know, with any movement or recommendation from the commission that would begin those particular or potential conversations. Uh, the estimated cost would be, we anticipate, would be at least 900000 or more to fully rehab and bring these up to standard. And again, all of these costs that I'm bringing up do not consider the added maintenance. So bear in mind, this would only be the cost up front for us to be able to bring these into uh, playability for pickleball. Uh, again, up to nine tennis courts on the site. And then just I wanted to go ahead and share a couple pictures uh, to give you a little bit of a contrast and you know why we're talking about su such a difference in cost. Again, the Washington Park tennis courts are in great condition right now. And so, you know, it would be, you know, more or less, you know, with, you know, it could potentially be a plug-and-play very similar to what we saw in San Francisco, what we've seen in Berkeley, or excuse me, in Oakland, other communities. Again, it would be simply adding these particular lines. Uh, Bolina Bay tennis courts, as you can see, are in much rougher condition, would likely need resurfacing, potentially need to be a complete re-pour. Again, I've been out there. They're in very rough condition. Uh, you'll notice there is a tarped uh, fence on the back end of the court that you can see uh, that's currently being used as a parking lot. So we have no idea what the state of 
that that court is, but I will imagine with some of the heavy trucks and other machinery in there, it is not in particularly great condition. However, this is an option as these are courts that are not currently in use. Again, there would need to be much further research because there are other considerations such as weather and other related challenges for all of these particular uh, locations. However, with direction from the commission, we would be able to move forward. Um, I quickly want to go ahead and talk about fiscal impact. Uh, and this is very similar to my last presentation. Completing the project as proposed has no anticipated impact on the operating budget at this time. Uh, the Cruzy Park Tennis Court resurfacing is currently funded as part of the 2023 revised budget and is a priority project. Uh, the financial impact for other locations has been estimated. However, these figures are not definitive, as I already spoke to. Additionally, no funding sources have been identified, nor has additional funding been allocated for these courts or multi-sport courts to be installed or constructed at this time. Uh, that being said, depending, you know, dependent on the actual cost, there is potential for absorption of these particular costs into the existing operating budget. Uh, but again, that's not a promise. That would be something that would need to be looked into in the future. But again, uh, simply stated today, what we are really asking for is for movement on the Cruzy Park project and recommendation to move forward in researching other potential projects in the future. So that takes us to our staff recommendation at this time, which ARPD staff will is maintaining a recommendation that we move forward with resurfacing the Cruzy Park tennis courts, only installing tennis court lines at this time. Um, I do want to note that moving forward to the Cruzy Park resurfacing project without adding pickleball striping to the existing tennis courts does not remove the possibility that pickleball striping could be installed at some point in the future. Uh, again, staff remain committed to working with all community members on a solution that benefits everyone, but recognizing at this time that not moving forward with this particular resurfacing affects all members of the community. Again, these are courts that are in need of uh, actual maintenance. Uh, again, not only does it affect potentially pickleball players that are looking to play out there, but current users, current tennis players. Again, you know, this is a particular court that does need to be uh, rehabbed. Um, additionally, um, ARPD staff further recommends and requests that the commissioners provide feedback and direction on alternative sites for potential dedicated pickleball courts or multi-sport courts with pickleball striping so staff can move forward with implementing a process to further explore alternative sites. So again, the sites that I have shared tonight are not the only sites for consideration, uh, but simply are just three examples that we could look at. Um, so again, uh, that is my presentation for tonight, and I am open to any questions from uh, the commission, and I look forward to hearing any comments from uh, members of our community. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, do I have any clarifying questions on this agenda item from the commissioners at this time? I, ha I have one. Vice Chair? Um, first of all, I would just like to thank staff. I know I gave you a large assignment last month when I asked you to do that, but I really appreciate the fact that you met with the community members and you met with the pickleball people, you met with the tennis people and you provided all of those meetings. So I really appreciate the fact that you did that. I have a question about the College of Alameda tennis courts at 900,000 plus. If we were to come to some agreement with the College of Alameda, is that totally our responsibility to keep that up or is there somewhere there could be a partnership where the college paid for some and we paid for some? Or, or is that too far, thinking too far ahead? Unfortunately, I would say that would be probably thinking too far ahead. Okay. Uh, I think the first question would be, are they open or, you know, really open to the idea? And then from there, the conversation would need to be had. Uh, so I don't want to go ahead and go too far down that uh, rabbit hole quite yet. Okay, thank you. 
Any other questions from commissioners? I, I do have one, and I'm, I apologize, I should know this. When was the last time that Laydecker was resurfaced and Little John? Do you know those tennis courts? I'll defer over to uh, Matt Nolan. I asked Matt Nolan because you were here. Did you say Little John? Little John, the single tennis court, as well as the, I'm oh, no, sorry, Little Longfellow? John. Longfellow? As um, well as the Laydecker, that third court. Longfellow was done roughly three years ago due to vandalism, and Lidecker has was not recommended to be resurfaced due to it's in good shape with a floating surface, but is not necessarily preferred by tennis users due to it being squishy. Right. <laughs> We're a picky bunch. Um, are there any more clarifying questions? No questions. No. All right. <clears throat> All right, if there's no more clarifying questions from the commissioners, we're gonna open this up to public comment on agenda item 6B. Um, I, ex I suspect we have quite a few people who would like to speak. Because of that, we're limiting public comment to two minutes. Um, and just a reminder, because we've had this problem in the past, it's not an opportunity to directly address the commissioners or the director. It's just an opportunity to state your opinion. Right. So at this time, we're going ahead and call are we gonna batch call 10? Yeah, so the way we're gonna go ahead and work this is we do have some members that are online that we wanna give the opportunity to speak. So what we're gonna go ahead and do is start with the first 10 in person, then we will go ahead and move over to the folks that are online, and then move on to the next 10 that are in person. So if I call your name, you are the first 10. If you'll please line up in the, in the center aisle, and then we will go ahead and take you one at a time. So starting with Eddie Materi. Materi. Sorry, I'm sorry I'm butchering that name again. Um, Edward Folkman, Brady Evans, Anna Rourke, Daniel Creeman, Rod Harris, Andrea Rometta, Barbara Greenstein, Ed Downing, and Marie Pond. All right, first speaker, please. Hi, my name is Eddie Materi, and I'm speaking on behalf of Alameda Pickleball. As mentioned last month, we are in dire need of more pickleball courts in Alameda, and Estuary Park is scheduled for completion at the end of 24, early 25. Cruzy Park is the perfect temporary solution since the resurfacing and restriping of the courts has already been approved and is scheduled for this summer. We believe that through a collaborative effort between the Alameda Tennis Coalition, the neighbors, ARPD and Alameda Pickleball, we can find a compromise that will greatly address the needs of Alameda Pickleball while minimally impacting the neighbors. Our main goal is to move the reservations and ARPD classes away from Lincoln Park. Those are already controlled by ARPD. We believe that a cruisy schedule could be devised by the task force limiting the number of courts, courts, limiting the number of hours per day, what days are blocked off, et cetera. ARPD just presented various options in existence. We shared all of this with the neighbors during our first task force meeting last week. The only feedback we got that day was that they were against any pickleball at Cruzy because, and I quote, there may be some concerns about the noise. While we respect their concerns, um, sorry, I lost it. While we respect their concerns, maybe can't be a valid argument to stop a program. 
This is why we are advocating for a short trial to find out if those concerns are warranted, and if so, how they can be addressed. We have drafted a trial, which we presented to ARPD, who was going to share this with the neighbors. In our continued spirit of collaboration, we asked for their feedback. We didn't get any. Refusing something as simple as a trial sends the message that a few neighbors without established facts can be entitled to hijack the use of a public park by the community. I urge the commission to approve a short trial as the next step. And I'd like a quick show of hands for pickleball and tennis. Men, women, young, not so young, straight and gay. Your community, thank you. Terry, next speaker, Mr. Folkman. Hi, I'm Ed Folkman. I'm 10 years old. Uh, I'm in favor of pickleball. I think that pickleball is great. I think that it would be great to have uh, a dual-use courts so, you know, both pickleball and tennis can play. Let's play. Next speaker. Next speaker. Hello, thank you. My name is Brady Evans. I live in and raised my children in the Fernside. For those of you on audio only, I'm a 40-something white woman of privilege. Imagine for a moment a mother of two who lives in low-income housing, and because she has no car and needs access to public transit, she has no choice but to live in a loud and cramped apartment with the windows open because there's no AC next to a busy street with lots of nightlife. Does her family have the same rights to access of public facilities as would a family with a car, a family who could purchase or rent a beautiful house in a quiet neighborhood? Of course, equality of access, equity of access was brought up as a concern by Vice Chairperson Alexander just last meeting. Now, do both families have equal rights to access of quiet? What is the commission's responsibility to equally distribute quiet to both families? In a recent article in The Atlantic, Pulitzer Prize finalist Soshi Gonzalez posed the question, why do rich people love quiet? And the answer is basically because they can afford to. Initially, I got involved with this just to help advocate for more courts in general, but I don't personally care where that happens. But what is happening behind the scenes here as a resident worries me. There is, this is not about Crucy Park. This is not about stripes on a court or even pickleball. This is about setting a perilous precedent. If a few residents with a preference for quiet can wield the threat of a lawsuit, and that has the power to unequally affect the rights of 15,000 annual park and rec visitors, that is absolutely terrifying. Commissioners, I implore you, whatever you decide, please allow yourselves to continue to serve fairly. Thank you for all you do. All right, next speaker, please. Good evening, everyone, including people out here. I'm Ann O'Rourke, 79 years old, 42-year Alameda resident, seven years regularly playing pickleball. I have a very personal story tonight about how pickleball really helped me quite unexpectedly. In early March this year, I had major abdominal surgery, five days in the hospital. It was a serious condition I didn't even know about. It showed up on a scan that was done for something else. Because I'm 79 years old, my doctors were worried about my recovery. They said, uh, can you walk two blocks maybe, or walk up a 
short flight of stairs, I said, I've been playing pickleball regularly for seven years, I think so. And fortunately, all the doctors had heard of pickleball, thank God for that one, right. Before surgery, exercise and social activities are strongly recommended. Pickleball provides fun, fun exercising, if you can believe that, and very easy socializing, super easy. My doctors asked it what I wanted from the surgery. I said, I want to be able to play pickleball until I am 90 and maybe 100 or older. I just came up with that. <laughs> I don't know if they think I'm a crazy person or what, but okay. <laughs> Many thanks to ARPD and Mastic for pickleball. It made a big difference in my life. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Next speaker. I am Rod Harris. I live in Alameda, near a park and a playground. Some of the cruisy park abutters state that noise is disturbing their full home enjoyment. I have noise sensitivity. Should my neighborhood park be changed because I personally have noise sensibility? No, I'm just one person. There are 78,000 people in Alameda who should be able to enjoy our public parks. The noise regulations of the Alameda Municipal Code allow people to live together in a city and still have vibrant parks. Parks that are often filled with loud children on a playground, cheering at baseball games, bounce houses at birthday parties. ARPD needs an every park policy, one that allows children and enthusiasts to enjoy pickleball while balancing the concerns of homeowners. The Cruzy Park of Butters should not have veto power over the park. The parks belong to everyone. If each individual can veto, what will survive? Will children someday ask, Mom, what was a park? Hi, my name is Andrea Rometta. I've lived in Alameda for 30 years. I started playing pickleball in February 2022 by taking lessons with ARPD. I met an amazing group of women and we started playing pickleball almost every day. <clears throat> Shortly after I started playing, I was diagnosed with prediabetes. To prevent full-blown diabetes, my doctor said I needed to get regular exercise, and pickleball was a godsend because everyone knows we hate exercise. I play at least five days a week for two hours. Pickleball is necessary for my physical and mental health. I love pickleball, and I love my pickleball peeps. In closing, Alameda is going green. They have put in many bike lanes and yet <clears throat> to play pickleball, many people have to go get in their car and leave the island to play. Thank you. Next speaker. Uh, my name is Ed Downing. I'm an Alameda resident. I've lived here for 20 years. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for your volunteer service to the city and uh, Madam Chair, I'd like to thank you for your service on this uh, council. And Dave, that was a really informative presentation. I appreciate that. Um, 
the process that's all that's gone into this thing is impressive to me that there so much effort has been put into talking to the pickleballers and the communities. Um, I was introduced to pickleball uh, by my wife when the pandemic hit and the golf courses and everything closed. And uh, it's just been a tremendous addition to my physical life and my social life. Um, and as soon as I get recovered from this four month, I'm into a knee replacement, I'll be back out there playing. Um, I, I'm, I'm really frustrated that we can't even come to an agreement to run a test so that we have actual data and actual results to evaluate the noise consequences of what might go on at Crucy Park. Uh, I also believe that future pickleball developments should consider noise mitigation like they have in other places. Um, I can't understand why uh, Washington Park was rejected prior to this because it appears to me that there aren't any noise issues at Washington Park. And uh, so that would have been an alternative. Uh, waiting till the end of 25 or 26 to get new courts way on the far end is to me not acceptable. Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the country. Uh, and it's not just my generation, it's younger generations. There's a court next to an elementary school up in Piedmont and they have a uh, PE class that involves pickleball where they take the kids out of the class and put them on the court. I would think we could consider something like that here in Alameda in the future. So thank you for your thoughts and considerations and I hope you move forward with pickleball as soon as you can, appreciate it. All right, next speaker. Good evening, commissioners. I'm Barbara Greenstein. I'm a pickleball player and a psychologist. You're gonna hear a little bit of science tonight. I've had a clinical practice in Alameda for 40 years where I have provided psychotherapy for adults, primarily treating people for depression, anxiety, stress, and the difficulties associated with major life transitions. So I have a good idea what works to help. And what works is physical activity and social connection and engagement. Pickleball provides all these components and it's fun, safe, easy to learn, and the equipment is inexpensive. We are in the midst of a national mental health crisis and a loneliness epidemic. Many people are struggling and suffering. A pickleball court is the only the only setting where adults can show up anytime and be automatically included in a healthy activity with a group setting with people of all ages, diverse backgrounds, and a wide range of abilities and skills. You have heard tonight and will hear tonight from the pickleball players how pickleball has changed their lives for the better and helped them get through hard times. And in fact, every research study about pickleball and mental health concludes that pickleball improves the mental health of the people who play it. Thank you very much. All right, final speaker of the first set. Hi, I'm Marie Pond. I lived in a neighbor of Crucia Park for 50 years. And I've seen my neighbors in and out not the last five, four, five years. Some of them are bedridden, disabled, uh, otherwise uh, not, walking is a challenge to them. 
the day any one of us are out walking, I'm pleased to see so many people are able and exercise. I hike, I don't have to do pickleball or tennis. But yesterday's um, trial, if you call it trial, I heard the pickleball played yesterday from Crucy Park while I was in home, and it is noisy. And we also had to put up with the Highway 61 and uh, AOK, the airport, day and night, they maintained the, the, the airplanes for all of us, and we put up with it day and night. I know because I'm up at 2, 3, 4, 5 o'clock. Daytime, I heard it. Accumulation of, of sound is no fun. That's why they have the sayings like, silence is golden. Silence, the sound of silence is godly. I applaud that godliness. I think we all someday may be sick, and the day you're in bed, you're ill, you don't want pickleball in your house. And it's been in my house, and I'm not even ill, so please no pickleball in Crucy Park. If you want to share tennis court with pickleball, why don't you share the tennis court, I mean the, the basketball court or the baseball court with pickleball? I see no reason. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. At this time, I want to... At this time, I want to go ahead and allow members of the public that are online to go ahead and speak. Um, I notice there's only one person raising your hand, so again, I will ask if you are participating via Zoom to please raise your hand if you wish to speak. Um, otherwise, uh, I will go ahead and first start with the first speaker uh, online, which is A. Valerie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you hear me? We can. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time this evening and for allowing me to speak. I'm really impressed by the amount of time, thought, and effort that has been put into this project. I am a resident of Alameda County, but not of the town of Alameda, so pardon me as an outsider. I did come here as a concerned neighbor because I do experience pickleball noise in my home due to our town recently enabling full-time pickleball at courts just 250 feet from my property line and about 300 feet from the inside of my house. As your first speaker this evening said that the noise is hypothetical, let me very plainly say that the noise is very real and an issue. It's not hypothetical. It's not over-dramatized. It's disruptive. It's constant. It's incessant. Our courts are also within a play, within a play space similar to Crucy Park, a highly utilized playground, a multi-use sports field, close to a school. We also have a dog park. Um, and so I'm very used to noise, um, also a major street where buses go up and down all the time. But through this noise, above this noise, with children playing at recess, I can hear the constant intermittent sound of multiple pickleballs, pickleball players playing. With doors closed, windows closed, it's in my home office, my living room on my deck, and in my primary bedroom. 
It's also on the front porch when I want to sit outside and try to escape the noise. It's still there. I've talked to several neighbors. Um, so a few say it does not bother them or they can't particularly hear it. Um, some, most of them have no vested interest in either tennis or pickleball. Thank you. Next online speaker is Camilla. Welcome, Camilla. Good evening. Can you hear me? We can. Great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, my name is Camilla White. I live 100 feet from Cruzy Park um, Tennis Courts. I'm immune suppressed and unable to attend a, a large meeting like you have there tonight, so please excuse my absence. Um, I'm a senior and I've lived uh, here for um, 23 years. And I just want to, to uh, make a comment that tennis still is a growing, a growing, growing sport. It's growing like crazy. So it's not just pickleball that's that growing. And um, the courts, once you make them multi-use um, with all those lines uh, for pickleball, um, it can no longer be used, from what I understand, for tennis competition. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the pickleball. So potentially there could be eight players for pickleball per, per the court. Um, the increased number of the players will lead to intolerant, intolerable noise, traffic, and parking. Um, Cruzy's a very active park. Um, it's fully maximized, jumpy houses, you know, the standard park. Um, noise, the constant pop from the pickleball will make it impossible for me, my family, and friends to enjoy our backyard which saved me during the pandemic, which made mm. social distance visiting possible. Um, my partner works from home as Alameda. We're very aware how expensive it is to live here. And it could become a financial hardship um, because of not being able to concentrate with work. The parking is terrible here. Um, it's very limited. People com commuting on the bus, park their cars here. Um, I've had my car hit. It will increase the amount of people that are careless in their driving. Um, I just want to say that the city is moving into the parking spot. Um, unlike those uh, supporting pickleball at Cruzy to enhance their lives, all we seek is to maintain our quality. Okay. Next speaker. Um, at this time, there are no other hands raised online. I will give any other participants on Zoom if they would like to speak to raise their hand at this time. Otherwise, we will be calling the next members that are here in person. Okay. With that, I'm going to call, if I call your name, if you'll please go ahead and line up in the center aisle so that way we can go ahead and allow all members to be able to speak. Uh, Suzanne Marquis Lavoie, or Lavie. Stephanie Lippo, TJ Adachi, Joseph Marin, Barbara Kremel, Cheryl Jackson, Jasmine Buxy, I'm sorry if I, if I missaid that, Elaine McLaughlin, Michelle Perro Igo, Maria 
Sorry if I misspell it. I was trying to Lafome, Lafone, um, and Eunice Edwards. And first speaker may approach the podium. Hello, uh, my name is Suzanne Marquilevo. I'm an Alameda resident uh, for 25 years, for over 25 years. Um, I'm in favor of uh, adding uh, pickleball lines to the Cruzy Park, um, and I'll also expand the number of pickleball courts. Uh, pickleball is, a, to me, the best community sport for the whole family, and I stress whole family. It's been a blessing to me and my family. What sport can a mom who's approaching 60 can play with her young 20-year-old uh, adults? You know, that's very precious. Um, I've played with young kids. I've played with, uh, in a tournament with a 60-year-old. I play all the time against 78-year-olds and 80-year-olds. That's, that's amazing. You know, that's really a sport for the whole family. Um, it's been really good for my health. I feel a lot stronger, much more balanced, uh, improved mental sharpness. You know, it's great activity to get rid of stress and blues uh, because the community of players is really um, friendly, social, and supportive. Um, I, you know, I'm going to go off track here, but I really feel like, um, you know, right now the neighbors, you know, we're trying to work with the neighbors to really understand it and, and compromise and work something out. And I feel like all we're hearing is no, you know, no, there's noise. There's this, why don't we do the trial test and find out if there is noise, if there is too much noise, maybe we can mitigate. If we can't mitigate, then okay, move on to the next location. But I feel like we're getting a hard no without even giving the chance to try and do the test. I don't know what's going on, but it just doesn't feel, feel, feel fair. Um, I'm just up for working together as a community with the neighbors and you know, the pickleball and tennis and figuring it out. It's, it's not that hard, we can do this. Thank you. Next speaker. Um, hi, I'm Stephanie Lippo, and I'm also here in support of the proposal for the um, trial at the underutilized courts at Cruzy. Um, I think we all know that the four courts at Lincoln aren't sufficient to accommodate all the people who want to play pickleball in Alameda. And the need is continuing to grow as ARPD holds numerous classes, introducing more and more people to the sport. And it's really frustrating to pay to take classes and not have a place to play. Um, I could stand here and gush about how much fun the game is, what great exercise it is, how many great friends I've made, and what a wonderful community I've come to know. But um, for me, the important word is community. And my family has been utilizing the parks in Alameda for more than 20 years. Um, I used to prop up my daughter in the infant swings at Lincoln. She played uh, softball at Cruzy soccer at various parks, um, and now I'm an empty nester, and it's my turn to play at the park. Um, our parks are for everyone in our community. It's really unfair to let a handful of neighbors who have the privilege of living next to a park dictate whether a particular activity should be allowed based on hypothetical noise or parking issues, um, which I don't get. <laughs> so please allow for a trial at Pickleball at Alameda at Cruzy. Thank you. Hi, I'm Temi Adachi, Alameda resident for over 30 years and a retired collegiate director of athletics, PE and recreation. The lawsuit threat that you fear can and should be fought if pickleball noise is below that which is allowed within Alameda parks. I have played pickleball at Crucy. 
The pickleball noise was significantly less than the traffic on Otis, the screaming children on the playground, the school alarm, the airplanes above, and I'm sure it would have been less than the noise from softball games held there too. Cruci neighbors have chosen to live next to a park and AARPD should be able to offer activities at that park that are within the city of Alameda's noise restrictions. Furthermore, the pickleball community is willing to offer scheduling and programming solutions to mitigate noise concerns. You have a rare opportunity now to add at least six pickleball courts to Cruci for almost zero additional dollars. This would help satisfy current pickleball court demand until Estuary Park is built and allow for equitable opportunities currently afforded to the tennis community, such as reserving courts, taking individual lessons from pros, and hosting sanctioned tournaments. On the other hand, if you fail to act now, by the time Estuary Park courts are completed, the rapidly growing pickleball demand will require you to take another look at Cruci or Washington or find new places to build courts at a much higher price. Please don't let the lawsuit threat from a few kill playing opportunities for hundreds of Alameda pickleball players. Thank you. Next speaker. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, my name is Joseph Marin. I've been a resident of Alameda for over 43 years. And during that time, I have used ARPD services and participated in ARPD programs in myriad ways. My family and I have done the sailing, basketball, softball, uh, the sandcastle, sculpture, I mean, you name it. We've done many, many ARPD programs. I've always been impressed that ARPD has the interest of the community in mind when they design these programs. And a few years ago, about five years ago, I took a pickleball and I have used pickleball, uh, the pickleball courts more than any other ARPD program in the past. I, the, the game, you've heard the benefits of the game. You know people enjoy the social activity involved with pickleball, the, the physical benefits of pickleball. Uh, my ideal or my idea of a great week is never having to leave the island of Alameda. But unfortunately, sometimes when I want to play pickleball, and the courts are too busy and I have to leave the island. I'd rather see additional courts here in Alameda. If they have to be shared with tennis players, that's great. But I think we just need the opportunity to expand pickleball and make it easier for people to play and so we can enjoy the game more. And I, I know there may have to be some compromise with the tennis players and the neighbors at Cruzy Park, but I think that can be worked out. And I, I hope the commission will take that to heart. Thank you. Next speaker. Hello, my name is Barbara Crummel. I'm a 30-year resident of Alameda, a pickleball enthusiast. I live in the 3200 block of Liberty Avenue. Our backyard fence is about 20 feet from the home plate of the baseball field. And yes, I know the walk-up song for all of the varsity Alameda High baseball players. <laughs> we hear the baseball, we hear kids playing soccer, we hear uh, people out with their dogs in the morning, uh, we have Harrison Rec Center, lots of great parties, lots of great music, lots of people uh, playing in the park, and if I listen really hard, I will hear an occasional pickleball. I'd like to uh, speak to the fact that I would really appreciate an opportunity to play at Crucy Park so we can expand our use of 
uh, pickleball courts in Alameda and continue to play. And as I said, I'd like to speak as a supporter of pickleball and someone who lives right next to a park. And it would never occur to me to put my personal needs or personal preference above those of the larger community. Thank you. Hi, good evening. My name is Cheryl Saxton. I'm a um, lifelong resident of Alameda, born and raised, Alameda Hospital. Um, I had a long spiel as a healthcare provider. I was going to tell you all the health benefits of pickleball, but um, I think by now we all know the benefits of exercise, camaraderie, social activity. Um, I have two properties in Alameda, so I pay taxes on both of those properties. Um, I was born and raised here. I was raised in the parks. Um, I found pickleball maybe five years ago, and some of these women have become like family to me. We just celebrated May birthdays over at Spice and Commer um, this evening before we came to this meeting. Um, oftentimes we go to play in Oakland, and we have lunch over there. So it takes away finances from the city. Um, I live on the water in Alameda in Crown Harbor. When I bought that house, I knew that I was moving into a public path, onto a public path. I keep hearing people talk about the loss of their privacy. When they moved into an area by a park, they knew the ramifications of that. Maybe they didn't know about pickleball back then, but with all the other noise that goes on at that park, um, I really don't see how pickleball would make that big of an effect on them. You want to talk about lack of privacy, move into a home that's on a public path 10 feet from your door, that's a lack of privacy. Um, I don't really have much else to say except for it seems like the most logical place to put the lines would be at Cruzy Park. You talk about alternatives, but we all know there's no funding for those alternatives. So the most logical thing would be to put the lines at Cruzy. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, my name is Jasmine Dudzek. I'm a business owner of All-in-One Fitness uh, of 10 years here in Alameda. Um, we also are pickleball coaches, my business partner, Kara Collier and I. Uh, for the last couple of years, we've been renting courts at Lincoln Park for private use, for coaching. It's been great fun. In fact, some of my students are here tonight. Uh, everybody's telling me how pickleball is changing their lives. Um, uh, we all know it's really good for mental health, for commu community, camaraderie. And I feel um, since ARPD now has taken the rights away for us to uh, rent courts, we have nowhere to go. So our pickleball classes now have to take place in Montclair. And that means about uh, 15 to 20 students have to drive to Montclair every week to uh, partake in our clinics. I find it personally sad that we had to move over there. Uh, the other thing that I would like to mention, the, the uh, courts that were compared to um, Cruzy Park uh, the um, Cedar Rose is really close. I mean, the homes are literally right here. So I think that's really not a comparison. I've been to Cruzy Park, we've played there. I feel the noise gets drowned out by the traffic. Uh, it's pretty far away from the homes and 
if you guys could put some sort of uh, noise barrier around the um, fencing, that would be a solution in my opinion. Also, uh, the last thing I would like to mention, we had a conversation today, Machu and I, how young and old can play pickleball tennis. Not everybody can play because you have to be in fairly good shape, but pickleball, anybody can play. I've played with uh, people in their late 80s that are still playing fairly well. And we have eight, 10-year-old kids that play pickleball. So it's really a sport for everybody. So I vote for Cruzy Park. Um, so, yeah. Next speaker. Hi, good evening. Um, hello, commissioners, and thank you for your service to our community. Um, my name is Michelle Perot-Igo. I've lived or worked in Alameda since the uh, 1980s, and I've raised my son using ARPD uh, camp programs and parks. I appreciate Mastic Center bringing pickleball to us senior, seniors and hundreds of younger folks. Um, I'm a homeowner and property taxpayer for over two decades, and parks make life better. That's one of ARPD's mottos, and I can't shout it loud enough. Um, I agree, I'm oh, sorry, you have no doubt heard of the explosion of pickleball in the last five years. Cities around the Bay Area are all adding courts to please the players of all ages. I was lucky enough to learn and start playing pickleball at Lincoln Park in my late 50s, and I've been playing ever since. And I'll challenge any one of you to a game anytime. <laughs> um, we have hundreds of people now playing or wanting to play in Alameda. We bring money to spend in the community, either through court rentals, attending lessons, clinics, or shopping nearby. I often go out and buy my lunch, buy my gas after a, a, a session, and I know others do as well. Um, Cruzy is a public park, and I drive by there almost daily coming from Bay Farm. There is plenty of parking on Otis Street 90% of the time, except when softball season is in its very short session. Um, also, of all the examples the acting director gave, none of them mirror Cruzy Park currently. Pickleball is not louder than four lanes of traffic, constant screaming of kids, birthday parties, teachers blowing whistles at the kids, ambulances going by, fire trucks, airplanes overhead, long mowing equipment, jumpy houses, music blaring, softball fields, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So please don't let a few people who purposefully live, live next to an already loud park discouraging you from letting us play pickleball at Cruzy. Thank you. Commissioner Nunn, I mean, Chair Navarro, hi, I'm Alan McLaughlin. I'm a resident of Alameda. Uh, I'm, as a non-native public speaker like yourself, I'll do my best here. But thank you for your four years of service for the commission. And uh, Vice, Vice Chair Alexander, thank you for your legwork. It sounded like you got out there and actually did some work. And uh, <laughs> Director Dave, thank you for your, it sounded like you did some, some, uh, some serious uh, research. I appreciate that too. Um, as you may or may not have heard, but pickleball is the fastest growing sport in the United States. Uh, my son, Kabi, who's uh, 14 and goes to Lincoln Middle School, plays. My wife, who's very, very competitive, just played with Machu today, also plays. Um, it, pickleball is a very welcoming sport. We've played in Mexico, we've played in Vegas, which seems like another country. We've played in Palm Springs. And we also have people coming from all over. I've played with people from Canada, from Utah, coming to Alameda, and we welcome them. Just like we can put a paddle up anywhere, you put everybody, you need four people to play pickleball generally, so you can always get a game. Um, 
And so when people come in, we like to welcome them. And sometimes, um, um, I, I, I'm going to keep it real. Sometimes it's the only time I've had great experiences at the pickleball courts in Alameda, and the only time I've had bad experiences is because there's because of the lack of space. There are too many people, or too many people wanting to play, and there's that's the only time I've had friction. Except when I lose, there's friction there. But but um, so whether whether Krushi is the place to, I think we should do a test there and see. But I want to implore staff and our commissioners that. I think at this point, with the overcrowding at, at uh, Lincoln, something needs to be done before the end of 2024, early 25 at the best. Um, we need to take action sooner than later. Um, thank you. My name is Eunice Edwards. Thank you for your service, uh, commissioners. And I want to share my story about playing pickleballs. And I learned this uh, pickleballs about a year and a half ago. It's just about the time that I was uh, uh, being a caretaker of my uh, elderly father who's uh, uh, dementia. So, um, so you can measure, you can imagine it is uh, how difficult it is being a caretaker. So, um, but since I start playing pickleball and um, my mentally, uh, uh, I, I, it helped me mentally and physically. And uh, I, I think I benefit a lot from playing pickleballs. And my, uh, my thinking, my, my, my opinion is uh, uh, pickleball is not really so uh, popular yet in terms of comparing with the tennis and things, so on and so forth. So I would like to uh, seeing more uh, pickleball courts and spread it out in the city. And then that's a way to advertising because I was, I, I didn't know pickleball at all until uh, uh, one of my clients introduced it to me and I was very curious that, about that. I was so concerned about uh, my joints problem, uh, all those uh, physical problems, but, but once you play it and you feel so good and improve your condition, health condition. So uh, it will suggest to have uh, like, uh, we, we have a, uh, more places like uh, Washington Park and you have so big uh, tennis court, you, you, we, we serve one court and share with pickleballs every parts that we have, that we have a, opportunities to show, to advertise. Thank you. Next speaker. Hi, uh, my name is um, Maria Latore on the paper, but everybody knows me here by Machu, and I was not ready to talk today. I'm here um, filming, but I have a responsibility as a Alameda citizen and as a uh, member of the pickleball community. And yes, it is a community. So um, I am a resident of uh, Alameda. I've been here for 15 years. Um, I am a taxpayer. I have two daughters who go to public school. Um, I was introduced to pickleball by one of those crazy pickleballers who would not stop talking about pickleball. And I just got tired and I said, you know what, I will play, but stop talking about it. And that day changed my life. It changed my life for many reasons. It changed my life because this. Yeah, I've been here for 15 years, and I have never met 
as many people of Alameda as I have in the year that I've been playing with Pickleball. And I'm not talking just about people who um, I say hi to. I can tell you right now that it can pick up my phone. I can call anyone on my phone who will probably be a first name followed by Pickleball. <laughs> and they will come to help me. And I will come to help them. This is a community. Pickleball is not just a play. Pickleball is not just a game. And I could tell you more about myself, but not only there's no time, I, I, I will not be able to say anything that people haven't already said. I've been working on a documentary about the phenomenon of pickleball for a year, and I've had the opportunity to interview dozens of people around the country and around the world. Not just people who play pickleball, but experts on play and the benefits of the health benefits of pickleball. There's no doubt this is not a sport like tennis or basketball. It's something different. It's the phenomenon. It's a phenomenon that's available to people who are over 65 years old who cannot, who cannot, who cannot participate in any activity. So I would say with the three seconds I have left, let's do a test. Um, there still is no other hands raised online on... Um, so I would ask again, if you have recently joined uh, online on uh, Zoom, if you do wish to speak, please raise your hand. Uh, uh, in the meantime, we are going to go ahead and with the final group of speakers that we have cards for tonight. So if I call your name again, please line up in the middle aisle. That's going to be Barry Coe, Andy Brooks, Brian Tremper, Adrian Tillman, Drew Higginson, Marianne McNair, Rita, Rita Song, Gary Tillman, and Terry Rose. And first speaker may approach. Uh, hello, commissioners and ARPD staff. My name is Barry Coe. I was born and raised in Alameda. Um, in 2019, I bought my first home here, and I still currently reside there. Um, Mr. Dave, I want to thank you for your awesome research. I like the pictures, and I like that you saw how well used the courts were, um, even in the shared space. Um, pickleball saved my life. Um, on accident, I lost over 25 pounds, and my blood pressure went from dangerously high to not needing to take medication to control it any longer. And that was just from the fun of playing pickleball. Like, I wasn't actively trying to lose the weight. Um, Today, I'm a certified pickleball instructor. I'm sponsored by two companies. Um, I give back to Alameda Pickleball by assisting Gene in new player classes from time to time and offering uh, free paddle demo days uh, for everybody. Um, pickleball also saved my, my home. Uh, since I'm now a certified instructor, it helps me supplement my, supplement my income. And I feel like I would have uh, probably lost my place if I hadn't had that. So uh, thanks, Terry, <laughs> for, for taking all the lessons with me. Um, Alameda needs more pickleball courts like yesterday. Uh, and I feel like waiting till uh, 2024, 2025 is, is not going to be enough. And I really hope it's six courts and not four courts, because four courts, I feel like, is just going to be another Lincoln Park issue where we don't have enough space. Um, so I'm hoping for six courts so we can actually run some tournaments. And maybe Jasmine can give some lessons. I can give some lessons, maybe. And there'll be more space. <laughs> uh, the neighbors have made a lot of arguments, but I feel like there's no data right now that we've collected ourselves or that they've collected. 
Um, so I would like a trial period so that we can just see what it's like. And I feel like that's the most fair thing to do. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But give us a chance. Thank you. Uh, good evening, commissioners. Thanks for listening to public comments. Uh, my name is Andy Brooks. I'm an Alameda resident uh, who lives near the Crucy Park Tennis Courts. Um, first out, I support ARPD staff's recommendation to not add lines and to continue exploring alternative sites. I support the staff really for two reasons. The first is I lived uh, for a year within several hundred feet of the courts at Lincoln Park. Uh, the pop, pop, pop noise that you heard about, it's familiar, pervaded our apartment. It impacted our well-being, anywhere from my daughter sleeping, uh, created unneeded and unwelcome anxiety that somewhat still continues to this day now that pickleball might be coming. Woke them in the morning, made it difficult to study and work and concentrate, and for myself is working from home. You heard the same from the earlier Carl that we had. Um, we've raised these concerns with yourself, you know, in various meetings we raised it with others. When we've raised them with the public and such in venues like this, sometimes these concerns have been dismissed um, very pejoratively. Um, we've been straight up told several times we should just move, which is hard to hear and listen to. Uh, second reason I support it is because of how the staff arrived at their recommendation. As a scientist, I really look at like they did the work. You know, they represent the public and the community. We met with um, Chair Navarro and Vice Chair Alexander, listened to us as neighbors. Um, they had, we had an opportunity to meet with the pickleball players as well and to clarify the proposal that was shared in that meeting was different than the one that was shared with the neighbors that we got there. So it was very different, apples and oranges there. I want to recognize this throughout this, the staff validated and listened to our concerns. It was very powerful. They have the most holistic, uninformed, and unbiased perspective that represents all of us, the community. I ask that you please honor the ARPD staff, their expertise, the work that they've done, and how they arrived at the recommendation before you. So that's why I support the recommendation to not add lines at this time and to continue exploring alternative sites. Hi, my name is Brian Tremper. I'm an Alameda resident, and uh, it's very hard to speak after so many eloquent people have spoken before me. However, uh, Pickleball um, has taken a person who every January got a gym membership and never went, uh, who bought a really expensive bicycle and never rode it, uh, to somebody who goes six to seven days a week on my bicycle to uh, Pickleball to play. And uh, it's been a great, it's been since uh, January of last year. And really here, um, it's really uh, improved my mental and physical health. It's really improved uh, my relationship with my wife because I'm not sitting on the couch watching TV all day uh, since I just retired. It's done a lot of positive things. But what I really want to say is, let's just do the test. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it works, it works. If there's something that we need to do further after that test to further mitigate it, let's do it. Let's work with the neighbors. Let's work with the community and just do the test because I'm one of those people who have to drive all the way up to Oakland instead of riding my bike. I just don't think I'd make it up the hill up to Montclair at this point, maybe in a couple years, but not yet. So thank you for your time. Hi, my name is Adrian Tillman. Um, I live on High Street. My home is across from the tennis courts. I think most of the neighbors here are on that High Street. We're not on Otis. Um, it's wonderful to hear the pickleball community talk about the sport. It's obviously very important. 
uh, we're asking for pickleball courts to be placed where um, residents are also protected. Um, we are asking the commissioners to do their due diligence to really think about that. Um, there's less impact at courts in um, Franklin and Washington. Um, I, I do want to provide a little bit of data. Um, a sound engineer from Pickle Magazine itself said that building a court with a setback of less than 150 feet from a residence is impractical as the noise will carry into homes. Uh, we have seven homes that are less than 150 feet from these um, uh, from the courts, and we will hear a pickleball popping noise in our bedrooms. Our bedrooms are, are right there. Um, pickleball has a, a different sound. It's short, impulsive. It has different tonal qualities. Uh, it's hardball against a hard paddle, a lot of frequency. Um, it is different than the white noise of ch children's voices. Um, it's different than a tennis ball. Um, our homes, especially our bedrooms, are a place of safety. I think everyone could agree on that. Um, we expect a certain level of calm. We don't expect quiet. We're not asking for quiet, but we're expecting a certain reasonable level of, um, of calm. Um, personally, I have a chronic illness where I need to rest in a quiet place throughout the day. We have neighbors who've already experienced anxiety from living near pickleball. Um, we have elderly neighbors, neighbors with PTSD for whom popping noises could trigger PTSD. Um, our bedrooms are a refuge. I think you would all agree um, that your bedroom is a refuge as well. Um, we're not, we're asking, we love our parks. We want people to enjoy our parks, but we, we, need, we think, need to think um, wisely about where to put an activity like pickleball. Um, okay, thank you. Next speaker. Hello, my name is Drew. I live on High Street against Cruzy Park. My wife has a chronic illness, and so that means I'm the breadwinner for the family. And I've worked incredibly hard and long hours to be in a position where I could actually afford a home in Alameda. I've made financial sacrifices and done everything I can for my family to give them a home that's safe, a home where my children can study, a home where my wife can rest when she needs to, a home where I can work to keep supporting my family. And now pickleball threatens all of these things, our health, our property values, and our quality of life, our neighborhood, not a handful of people people, our entire neighborhood has come out in strong opposition to pickleball striping. We've met with the staff, we've met with the commissioners, even the pickleball players who misrepresented what we said. We presented fact after fact after fact of how pickleball is devastating to neighborhoods. We presented quotes from local witnesses and expert testimony from sound engineers and even literally a scientific publication about the damage of pickleball noise. Pickleball noise the fact that it's under, uh, destructive is indisputable. There's mountains and mountains of evidence. They just choose to ignore it. There's no reason to do a test. We've already heard the pickleball noise these past weeks when people have been playing there. We can hear it over every single noise. There are already pickleball courts in Alameda, literally half a mile away from our homes. There are new pickleball courts coming in only one year. It's simply unethical to destroy our entire neighborhood just so pickleball players don't occasionally have to wait. Because often at Lincoln Park, the courts are not full. Go up there and, and you will see that. So I really urge you to respect your own staff's recommendation not to move forward with pickleball striping. It is simply unethical. Washington Park, there's no one there. Try it again. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time.
Hi, everyone. Um, I am a freshman student at Alameda Science Technology Institute. Um, I am also um, a resident next to Cruzy. And I wanted to say that the noise concerns that we've been talking about um, from current activities, they don't happen when I'm studying for school from when I get home at 5 to around 10 at night. And I am really concerned about other young people who are, I don't see a lot around here today, that lives around the park and their education, their ability to focus on schoolwork, because we know that Otis is right next to the park. And I have had previous experience with pickleball during school last year when I went to Lincoln. Um, we did have a very short-term pickleball unit. It was really loud. Um, and you can imagine 50 kids playing pickleball. It will be really loud. Um, I have a father who wakes up at 5 to have meetings. I have a sister who's in second grade. I do not want her to be affected to have anxiety with the constant popping noise. And I do respect all of you that are passionate about pickleball because I am a ballet dancer. I understand um, this passion about sports, but I want you guys um, to take in consideration that we have residents, we have students, we have children, we have elderly living around the park that might be affected by this constant popping noise of pickleball. Thank you. Hi, my name's Mary Ann, lifetime president of Almeida, raised my kids here. We need more pickleball courts. Finally, Cruzy came on the table after many years of our ambassador trying to get more courts here. And so it was very exciting. And I just don't understand why no one will allow, or why they're fighting a trial period. Because how do you really know the sound is gonna bother you unless you know we try it out? Noise and sound are two different things. Noise is a sound that bothers you. So, you know, everywhere you live, there's sounds that bother you. And I don't think pickleball is going to be that extreme. And I also want to say, like so many people have said here, that um, pickleball has like, kind of saved my life. My son was murdered in May of 2018. And May is a really difficult month for me. So um, between Mother's Day, my son's date of death, two days later, my birthday, it's very emotional time for me. And I went to the courts and I had myself a pickleball marathon like for five days in a row. And, you know, I would have just been isolating and hibernating and being sad and because I don't want to talk about it, but I do want to talk about it. But I find this safe refuge down at the courts and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Just, I just have this lovely community here. And I do think we need to have a trial period on the sound. It's so frustrating to go to the courts and have them full. And there's so many players at different levels now that it's making it more difficult. I've been playing for five years and just the dynamics are changing and we need more courts, we need to accommodate everyone. And there's gonna be a, another 100, 200, 300 people playing by the end of this year with all the lessons. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Gary Tillman. We are not alone. I wanna implore you to please listen 
to the nine cities since November 2022 that have either banned or moved pickleball courts, including Newport Beach, or in addition to Newport Beach, which moved two pickleball courts in 2019, all because of the noise. We implore you to listen to your staff. We implore you to listen to acoustical experts. Lance Willis, PhD, who has worked on nine pickleball projects and who does and recommends that pickleball courts should not be within five to 600 feet of residence unless there is noise abatement. And there will be no noise abatement of cruising. We implore you to listen to other experts that recently provided a noise uh, study to a noise convention that again said, to be a good neighbor, pickleball courts should not be located within 1,000 feet of residence unless sound mitigation is applied. There will be no sound mitigation. There is no point in testing at Cruzy. There's no sound mitigation. Our houses are 50 feet away you will be in violation of your noise code. We implore you to listen to a lawyer in Irvine, California, who has represented 10 counties, or 10 um, residents, communities, and, have, and has been successful in getting pickleball courts moved or, or banned. And also, listen to uh, Amy Valerie. And I'm going to quote this. It is an unnatural noise that is above the sound of children playing at recess. It's distinctive, repetitive, persistent, unnatural, and it's loud. Thank you. Hi, my name is Terry Rose, and I've been a resident of Alameda for 38 years, and I love the parks. My kids use them. I use them. I lived across the street from Tillman Park for 10 years. I lived by Franklin Park, and I now live by Washington Park. I love the noise. I love that they're so used, so maintained, and they... They promote camaraderie and everything else. We began this process of the double lines being adversaries with the tennis community. And quickly they said, we want to help you and joined forces with us. We felt the same with ARPD, that they were our adversaries. We met with them. They understood us. They heard us. We're friends with them now. We are a community. These people here care about our community. We care about the neighbors. My son, husband, best friend, and father died within four years of each other. And I could barely get out of bed until my friend Karen said, come play pickleball. And now these people are my family. Tomorrow is the fifth anniversary of my son's death. And guess what they're doing? They're playing pickleball to make me feel better. We care about each other. We look out for each other. I played yesterday with an 87-year-old guy who kicked my butt and the 10-year-olds who kick my butt. There's nothing else you can do. I'm supporting Barry and his family by taking lessons, and I'm not any better. Our goal is to have a trial period, to just try it out. All the neighbors' complaints and our complaints, we don't know what the noise is like because it's someplace else in some other community. It's not at Cruzy Park with four lanes of traffic, two lanes of traffic, and everything else. We are simply asking for a trial period. We met with the neighbors. They shut us down. We're going to get a lawyer. We're not going to listen. We have worked hard on plan A through Z of ways we can accommodate the neighbors, continue to have a task force with them, work with them. We have lots of plans. We want to be given the chance. You're saying no to it is saying no to everything our parks stand for. ARPD has worked really hard, and I commend you on how much work and time you've put into this. We have formed a coalition with them. We want to form a coalition with the neighbors. We have been good neighbors at Lincoln Park. They wanted us to stop playing early in the morning. We did. 
We are here. You can't police it. If we're not part of it, you can't police the people who are going to go and play pickleball anyway. So I implore you to help us out. Give a trial period. Thank you. At this time, there appears to be no more speakers. Again, I want to give one last opportunity to any members of, that are on Zoom, community members that would like to speak, to raise their hand at this time. I am not seeing any raise of hands, so at this time, that should be all of the speakers we have currently. All right, I want to thank everyone for staying so late and for making their uh, opinions heard. Um, this is not something that I don't think anyone on the commission takes lightly. It has been a source of many a conversation uh, between you know, uh, each of us individually, but not as a group until we've convened here. Um, at this point, we will have our discussion before we move to make a recommendation or not um, as presented and to make any further directions to ARPD staff on our behalf. Do I have any discussion items? Would anyone like to start? I have a question. Vice Chair. Um, when did the pickleball courts come to be at Lincoln? I, I, rough guess is good. I'm just curious. I personally don't have that information handy. If you give me a moment, I will look that up online for you. Okay. Um, my other question is, if we were to revisit the Washington Park tennis courts, we would have to have a meeting and we'd have to approve that. But how quickly could those courts be restriped if that was a choice? So the short answer would be we would need to look, we would need to look at that. I think one of the challenges that we would be considering is that all other projects that are currently lined up as priorities um, are currently in, in tow, so that up to and including other park projects, you know, whether it's, you know, putting down the, you know, we still have the basketball court project over at Lincoln that is currently still in process. We have other lists of projects that we have to work on. So this would require not only with this recommendation, this would actually potentially bump other projects. So again, with the recommendation tonight, this would prioritize this as a project. So it would be part of that recommendation, asking staff to prioritize this. So as far as the timing, I'll go ahead and let Matt kind of chime in a little bit on us. Oh, just a moment. I may already have an answer on that. Um, we're going to have to get that info as far as the exact timing. Uh, but again, it wouldn't be like overnight, but it would definitely be shorter than some of the other alternatives, such as um, um, the, the other ones that were presented. What I will share is that with the movement uh, of the commission tonight, we would be able to have that information ready for you at the next meeting. So perhaps we could get that done by the end of the year in, in a best case scenario, if that was a choice. I can't, I, I don't want to answer affirmatively one way or the other at this point. I would say that anything is possible, but definitely, you know, we, uh, I would want to acknowledge that we would need to look into that. Okay, and my other question is about um, other alternative sites, and I'll get back to my comments on Cruzy. Um, the soccer field down on the base that is uh, leased out to the soccer community. I was down there um, last week because that's an option that I think is something we should look at where those courts could be striped for the soccer plus the um, pickleball. So that's, I would like to put on, that on the list of a potential site. 
And also, I know Seaplane Lagoon is going to have an expansion down there. And wouldn't it be nice to have a lovely pickleball area with several courts down there? So I would like to put that out as an idea. I know the developer has to work on that, but that's something that I think would be a, a wonderful addition. It's a nice big open space. There could be a lot of courts. Um, and also, I think we need to, the community probably has to do this too, is to try to work with the school district to see if perhaps we could do something with the courts at Encinal High School that could be multi-use and be able for the public to use on the weekend and when school's not in session. So yes, I've been thinking a lot about this and where else can we put courts? Um, I think we have to be careful as to, okay, let's restripe this court, then we'll restripe that court. I don't want to set a precedence for us to do that. I think that's something we need to think about. And I also have a question about when did the pickleball community or the tennis community come to ARPD with this proposal to change the striping? Could you give a little bit more information on that? Because the first time I heard about that is when we had a meeting. So that's why I was just curious when that all came to be. When they came to us for the striping or when they came to us about the, I just want to make sure I'm clarifying, or when they came to us with the ideas that they had about the um, shortened timeline for. Um, no, when they came to you with the idea about let's change the striping at Cruzy Park and to put the pickleball courts in there and, and use that for pickleball for lessons and that. When, when did that proposal come to ARPD? I'll defer over to Matt over here. Just a guesstimate is fine. I would say within the last 12 to 15 months, somewhere in there, we've been constantly looking for additional pickleball courts as well as tennis courts, depending on Correct. The so the, the first time we actually got it as a commission was when it came to us last month that we had to vote on it. Is that correct? Correct. I believe that is correct. Okay, thank you. And I have clarity if you want it for when we did Lincoln Courts. It was 2017. Thank you. Uh, discussion, Chair Robbins? Um, <clears throat> a, a few different areas of discussion. Um, people might not know this, but for baseball, there were numerous lawsuits around the country when aluminum bats were introduced for baseball because neighbors said that noise was horrific and we need to ban aluminum bats. There were numerous lawsuits around the country because of boom boxes being played in parks over the years, trying to ban boom boxes. There have been numerous lawsuits around the country to ban bounce houses in parks because of the amount of noise that that causes and the residents that have lived next to them have said, we can't survive, it's ruining our lives. There have been numerous lawsuits around the country over the years to ban the playgrounds around these residents because of the noise. There have been numerous lawsuits around this country trying to ban softball and the loud, obnoxious audiences that uproariously yell and scream during those times. And yet, 30 years later, 
we have all of those different things happening at our parks, right next to where people are living around the country. So that's one thing to consider. I am a pickleball player, I'm a tennis player, and I do have to say, I play at Presidio Wall and Golden Gate Park, and I do play at Willow Pass because I can get onto the courts much easier. I mean, actually in a pickleball tournament at Golden Gate Park this weekend. And they are not next to neighbors. So it is in a situation where we don't have neighbors that are being impacted by the pickleball play. But at Lincoln Park, we have neighbors right there. And there haven't been any issues. I mean, there might have been issues, but it seems like the pickleball community and the residents have been able to work through those issues. Uh, time of play have been adjusted to work with the residents in that area. So um, that's another thing. Seaplane Lagoon, as suggested, will take over two to three years before that could even happen. And we're talking about need for pickleball courts now. The Ensenal High School tennis courts are in such disrepair that they will require over a half a million dollars to be renovated in order for us to play on them. And then every three years, there will be a $200,000 to $250,000 fee to keep them up. So Ensenal High School courts cannot be used. The seaplane, the soccer field courts, I've also been there many times. It's an unplayable basketball court that has all kinds of rots and trees and another probably $200,000 to fix those courts. It will take us probably two years before those come to be. We have looked at other places and people keep bringing up, let's look at other places. They're not going to be viable for at least two to three years down the road. And we don't have the money. There's just no money available unless we make a decision to try and go in front of the city and go for a special bond to get more money. But there are other extenuating circumstances like a 45-acre park that has been said to be built for five years and probably won't be built for another 10 years because we don't have the money for it. There are so many projects out there that need funding and we don't have the funds and none of these other places that we continually say let's look at can be brought on within the next two to three years at a minimum without hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we have to figure out something for both the tennis, the pickleball, and the local communities to be able to come together with some sort of a decision. So my one question is, why was Washington Park taken off the table for repainting for pickleball courts? And when was that officially taken off the table? Again, my understanding is that this was brought to the commission over a year ago, and at that time, once that determination was made not to move forward, that's when it was taken off the table. 
And so, again, so at this point in time, again, you know, the commission could refer it back to staff to look into that feasibility. So it would be possible to be able to do that, but at this moment in time, staff with the direction from commission when it began looking at other alternatives after that particular vote uh, and decision was made. Okay, so my recommendation is that we move forward with a trial period at Cruzy Park to resurface the courts for multi-use for a trial period. And as many people have said, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work because the concerns of the residents are valid. And if during that period, those residents say, no, it's, just, it's not going to work. And we make sure we work with those residents so that whatever the trial period is, the written contract, if you will, of the trial period will be adhered to with us so that we could at least give it a try. And at the same time, what I'm recommending is, is that we put Washington Park back on the table and get those courts. There's the two courts that are by themselves at Washington Park. We could resurface those, we could reline those courts at least for longer term, so that if after six months this doesn't work, as Vice Chair Alexander said, it might take six months, then at least we would have those courts then ready so we would have a place to potentially move to. So that would be my recommendation to the body. Can I make some comments before we vote on that? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh. no, I'm, I'm just the, the open for discussion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's not a formal motion, that's just a discussion. Okay, yeah. all yeah. right. Um, I believe that we voted against Washington Park because of the noise of pickleball. So it's interesting to me that the tennis community came up to ARPD with an idea to move it to Cruzy Park with all the noise abatement. So I am very open to looking at Washington Park again. Um, I just want to say someone mentioned about how parks make life better. Well, you might not know, but that phrase was from Barry Weiss, who was a park director at Cruzy Park for many years. And there's a bench in Barry's honor at Cruzy Park right now, so I just wanted to mention that. I've said many times I was an 18-year-old girl who walked into Cruzy Park and got my first job and had the time of my life at that park. So that park has a special place in my heart, and so do the neighbors at that park. I raise many of the children in that neighborhood at my park. Um, I've gone back and forth on this issue. Yes, let's do it. No, let's not. Let me see what the neighbors have to say. Where else can we go? I've gone back and forth on the issue. I was the one who brought up last month because we all weren't here to perhaps revisit it, maybe have a trial period. I'm not um, against having a short trial period, but I don't want something that we drag out. And I would like to know the extent which the commission can be involved when we have these meetings. I know there's a limit of how many of us can be at the meeting, but I think it's important that one of us attend the meeting with all of you that you have at ARPD so we can hear all the facts. That's the reason why um, Chair Navarro and I went to listen to the neighbors. Um, 
You know, and Alameda has a wonderful system of neighborhood parks. We're famous around the world. They taught about Alameda parks at uh, Sac State in recreation classes. And at one time, I believe it was a four to five minute walk to any park in town. That's before the base started adding houses. But in, that, in, in the good old days, that's what it was. So I think when we're looking forward as to where we're building parks and facilities, where are they going to be? Right next to the neighbor's house may not be the best place. We have to think about where we're putting them. Um, I wish I could snap my fingers and get you a complex that's like Washington Park somewhere. Where is the land in this town? It's on the base. So I think we have to be realistic about that. I hope staff will look at putting the maximum number of pickleball courts at Estuary Park as possible. I also think perhaps um, the pickleball community needs to look at you know corporate sponsors here in town who may be willing to build something. Yes, that's not going to happen tomorrow, but that's something to look at down the road. Um, and I still think that the soccer field, not the not the basketball, but the soccer area itself. I was down there with acting director last week, and it's not in that bad of shape. There's some ideas that we could use there too. So. Um, and I really appreciate all of you coming. You know, everyone is passionate about their neighborhood, the parks, pickleball, and I understand all of that. And I really appreciate that you're willing to come here and give your time and talk to all of us. You know, and also I want to thank you, those of you that thanked us for serving. Um, when I retired after 38 years of teaching, I said, well, I need to give back to the community somehow, and this opportunity came to me. So I took it, and I signed up for another four-year term. So you're stuck with me again for another three years. But I, I love it. I love the parks, and um, I want to do the best that we can do for everyone. So um, those are my comments for tonight. Commissioner Jones. Thank you, Chair Navar Navarro. I just have a quick story. Um, 20 years ago, I sat in this very room and championed for Alameda Girls Softball Association to be played at Cruzy Park. At that time, we, Alameda Girls Softball was a part of the Little League organization, and uh, we uh, decided to uh, create our own USA-sanctioned softball league, uh, city league. Um, same sentiment. Uh, neighbors, supporters, board members, ARPD directors, same body of people. We work together to make it happen. So my, uh, my pause here is to, you know, let you all know that we can all come to a solution together. We just have to do it. Um, regardless of where we play, we all live here, and we all need to be able to enjoy the facilities that, that we have in our community. So I, whereas I do support a trial period, I, I want it to be so that there is complete transparency and communication with neighbors board commissioners, ARPD, folks at Cruzy,
pickleball players, tennis ball players, basketball players. It, it, it has to be a situation where we provide the same experience for everyone. Thank you. All right, any further discussion? Uh, I'll go ahead. Sorry, I'm having problems with this microphone. Um, speak louder. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> My voice doesn't carry, I guess. I've been yelling at children all day. Um, what I like about this commission is that the people that come to these meetings are generally very passionate in favor of their cause, whether that's softball, uh, a park renaming or denaming as it were, uh, a particular sport, uh, whether it's tennis, pickleball. I've heard from people who are really passionate about the, the allocation of time at the gym for basketball and everyone feels like their needs are not being met, but yet we've always been able to come to, I think, an amicable resolution. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, um, for the, I mean, for the, I think over the greater part of a year, because this has been an ongoing, I mean, situation, I think, with the need for more tennis court space, pickleball space, and I also appreciate that, you know, people want quiet enjoyment in their homes. Um, so, like I said, I'm not a natural public speaker, but. I do know that there is a way to make everyone happy, um, or at least less unhappy, <laughs> as it were, the nature of compromise. What I'd like to see, and what I think that the commission can probably come up with, is a way that we can do all things, where that's a trial period of public striping, or striping of courts at Cruci Park. I'd also like to see striping of the fifth court at Washington Park. I'd like to see us look at striping that third court at Laydecker. Um, in the spirit of transparency, I'm a tennis player, and I know that some of these courts are underutilized for tennis. The complaints previously were uh, neighbors over there about noise, but that's the same complaint that we hear about a dog park. It's the same complaint we hear about putting lights for a basketball court. Um, but I also know that there are valid concerns about having pickleball really close to your house. I'd like to see any striping that's done at any of these three locations in the next year um, be I think fair. I think it should have measurable results so that we can use it to make a permanent decision or even use it as a way of kicking the can down the court as it were until we get to a larger pickleball facility. Um, I'm especially pleased that we're building it on the west end. I think there's a need for pickleball courts on both sides of the island. Um, again, that's also I'd like to see us look at Laydecker, that third court, because there's no pickleball on Bay Farm. Um, and I look forward to that conversation with those neighbors. Um, but I, I think that we can move forward with all of these things. Uh, and I just don't know how exactly we get there. Um, I know that the motion before us is whether or not we stripe or don't stripe Crucy Park. I don't know if we can qualify that with the trial period tonight. Um, I also want a secondary motion, I think, to look f at striping of other courts in the short term as well. Um, I could go on and on, I suppose, but were there any more discussion points? So there could be I could make a motion then to move forward with the multi-use striping at Cruzy Park with the condition that it is for a specific trial period and no extensions of that trial period so that we can truly just say yay or nay to it so that we aren't doing anything that is gonna put long-term jeopardy for any 
anybody who is potentially against it. Yeah. And then I guess there would be the secondary motion for. Yep. Right. This can, can you clarify your yep. time limit for Procedural that? Procedural discussion. I don't know that we can actually create a time frame. We can just make a recommendation for staff at city council. If, if I can uh, quickly redirect a little bit. So the recommendation tonight would be to resurface the Cruzy Park tennis courts and installing only tennis court, tennis court uh, lines at this time. That would not prevent us, as a, I want to repeat again, in the future from going back and adding the lines. So the recommendation is simply with the understanding that regardless of whether you're playing tennis or pickleball, that that surface does need to be redone. And so at the very least, moving forward with the tennis court lines, uh, would, and once that has has happened that would also allow ample period of time, you know, with further direction from the commission for staff to be able to continue meeting with members of the community to find a solution that would work for us to be able to do that. And so that would allow us to be able to report back in July on additional conversations that could happen. That being said, um, the further recommendation that we are requesting, again, is uh, any other feedback on other pickleball uh, courts or multi-support courts. So again, I do appreciate the feedback that's already been discussed. But again, I just wanted to make sure to refocus this conversation for tonight is specific to Cruzy Park. Discussions of other parks, uh, the, simple the simple request tonight is for recommendations for staff to be able to move forward so we can have a more complete and full presentation at the next meeting and also allow people to speak from the other various potential impacted communities if we were to be looking there as well. So my problem with that is that we're not meeting in June. Now we're coming back in July, that's two months, and you're coming back to discuss it again and to have further discussions with other groups, which will mean we will then have further discussion and further delay and further delay and further delay. So why not try a trial period for a specific set of months so that we can get some definitive and that way we have tennis players having resurfaced or, or relined, we have pickleball players being able to use them, we have the ability to collect concrete data in a specified amount of time, and the department can do all of the other stuff without us having to be delayed four or five months down the road before we even make a decision on this. Quick question, um, Mr. Nolan. How fast can we get those courts refurbished? Including pickleball or just including tennis? Including pickleball. If we have the pickleball lines and if there was a multi-use court, how soon could we get that done? Potentially two to three months. Okay, so it would be two to three months before we could have a trial period. Is that correct then? If it was to be decided to do it at the time of restriping, yes. If it was to so, be decided so to do, do a trial. Cart before the horse, or. If, um, if it was decided to try to do a trial that was before resurfacing. Well, if we were to do a trial before resurfacing, are we going to put down tape or something to line it? How would we do that? 
one option, and you know we've seen this already, is you know people can set up the the nets themselves, and I've seen people you know set up with chalk lines. I mean, you know, I think that you know it would again the idea of this is a trial run, and so you know this would not be a permanent setup. Uh, the the goal here would be able to go ahead and get the feel and be able to go ahead and test it, and so it would be possible. Again, they're not the best services, but it would give us the opportunity to get a feel and an idea of the sound. So that would be an option. The other possibility, and you know, again, Matt and I would have to chat about this a little bit more, but you know, we could potentially move forward and say, you know, with the plan to go ahead and do both, and at the end of that trial, it comes out that, you know, it's just not going to work for us to be able to do the pickleball lines. We could always take that as a change order and take that off the plate. Again, I would have to find out what the, uh, what the actual incursion of that is, but that could potentially be an option. And I would also like us to look at um, the time that pickleball is allowed there for the neighbors. I don't know that they need to be playing pickleball till 9 o'clock at night with the lights on. So I would like some parameters set for that. Yes. I mean, I will share that the pickleball community has done a very good job of putting together a schedule that would look at different impacts on different days of the week. So, for example, uh, on a Wednesday, it might be just for an hour in the afternoon on a Thursday. So it would not be impacting for the entire day. It would be a segment or period of busy times throughout the week. So, again, we would be able to work with both the communities to be able to get that up and going fairly quickly. Again, that has already been discussed. And I would like to have a system in place where the neighbors could call if someone was there at 9 o'clock at night so we could keep track of that too. Um, well, there's, there's a number to call. We have a number. So we could work on, it's a recording, I believe. But I would like somewhere where the neighbors can call and say, hey, there's eight people playing pickleball and it's 9 o'clock at night, just so we could have some record of that, just you know, to kind of see. Good. Yeah, I believe we do have the hotline, I so that would think be an there option. There needs to be parameters for that, for the neighborhood consideration. I agree with uh, Chair Alexander. I think if we're going to move forward, we need to have a, fr a frame of reference as to what, be as to what parameters are going to be there, how long is the trial period, and what those logistics look like. Um, I think that will um, kind of, if you will, appease everyone involved. Um, I do have a question. Trial period, one month, two months, 10 months, is, and, and if that could also be a consideration, how long the trial period will be. I think it's also a consideration of what kind of data we're looking for, and that would also may involve other departments. So the challenge of being able to answer that tonight is it really to be determined by what we're looking for. If it is, you know, again, if we're looking to possibly have like a sound expert go out and, you know, test what the actual sound or decibel levels are. I mean, I think that it's really what are we looking to produce as a result of this trial? Is it simply, you know, and again, if we're looking for a more scientific or, you know, more professional, you know, uh, explanation, you know, again, that's really what we're trying to get an idea of. Well, I, I thought that what Vice Chair Alexander and I were both, what I was originally proposing is we do the tape lines now, start the trial while you are moving forward because as you vetted out, it'll take two to three months mm -hmm. for them to actually do the actual 
we repainting of the lines so that way we have that two to three months to collect the data and then from there we can yay or nay yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see it for more than three months. That might be even too long, but I wouldn't want to see it for any longer than that. Yeah, I guess my question is there's no problem. We can always resurface the Crucy courts now. I mean, they need to be resurfaced, and I think it's better to do it while it's on the punch list and it's budgeted. But why? I mean, start a start a trial at Crucy Park, but I think we should also be immediately looking to start trials at other locations because it might be very evident right away that it's not working at one site and it's better suited for another site. And it doesn't sound like it's too much to put in even temporary lines. You know, I think you can is play that, Is that feasible, Mr. Nolan, to, to be, put? Can be rolling? I mean, I don't, it doesn't need to be like one or nothing or, you know, can't we just start with the process? I thought, I thought you, you, you said to me that this proposal would have to be for Cruzy and then there would have to be a subsequent one, which is what I was waiting for, is to then have a sub subsequent uh, one for yeah. Procedurally, others. you need to make, yeah, we need to make multiple motions, yes. Yeah. Robert, rules of order, we discuss each one. I, I think one, one option would be move forward with Cruzy now. We would be able to prevent additional information about other potential locations with direction from the commission to come back at the next meeting. And at that point, to your point, uh, Chair Navarro, we could begin that rolling process, so to speak. So as we're maybe completing you know, one trial at Cruzy and examining, we could begin a trial at another location. Again, we want to make sure that we're providing ample opportunity for community members from other potentially uh, potential uh, communities to be able to have their voices heard much as the Cruzy community has had the chance to speak tonight, as well as recognizing and understanding, you know, we want to make sure that we're moving forward with this and not continuing to, you know, push the, you know, issue down the road, so to speak. So if we were to have a trial period with stipulations as time, would that be something that you would want to meet with the pickleball community and the tennis community at a, at a meeting at the office to say what hours and what days? That's not something we need to decide. That's something you could meet with the neighbors and the pickleball community to decide what days pickleball, what time frame, and all that, correct? Yes, and we would need a little bit of time as staff to be able to put that together and to be able to get signage and other pieces together. So I would need to go ahead and give me two, if you can give me two seconds, let me just check in with Matt really quick and see what kind of timing we would need to be able to get that up. Because it's important to me that we have those parameters set for the neighborhood. I think that's important. I totally agree with Vice Chair Alexander on that. And, and I think we should say no more than three months. Not at the latest, at the most. Because that would give us the two to three months that it would take for you to then move forward with it. And then at the end of the three months, we'd be able to say no, just tennis, or we do both. They told us two weeks. They told us so, two weeks only. That's a big ball bet. Yeah. Oh. So, so what, I, what, I, what I would uh, say at this point is, Again, we do have a proposal that has been given to us by the pickleball community, and we would want to go ahead and meet and look at the parameters one more time. Uh, what I would share is that in order to get this, in, you know, be able to put this into motion, we would, the staff would need about two weeks uh, for implementation. At that point, you know, with a setting of time based on direction from the commission, um, you know, we could move forward. I will share that while the recommendation was several days over the course of two 
weeks. I think that you know we need a little bit more time for the study simply because, for example, other conditions can happen. There can be weather. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is there's going to be a change in uh, patterns as schools are letting out. So you know, again, all of those things need to be considered. So I would recommend minimum for this kind of period would need to be a month. That does not mean that every single day there needs to be play. Again, that's something that can still be discussed. But I think at minimum a month would give us an ample amount of time to be able to do a study and be able to spend time and better, you know, be able to give a really concise um, report back to the commission as to whether affirmatively to move forward with the lines. I would still ask that the commission consider moving forward with the uh, movement for us to be able to begin doing the resurfacing and begin that movement forward. Uh, and, and simply the question on whether or not we do the lines could continue to, you know, be talked about as we move forward with this uh, trial. Well, I would also like to see the information presented to us, the agreement that you have with the pickleball people and what you can come up with with the neighbors. I would like to see that proposal at one of our meetings so we're aware of what's being decided. I think that makes sense, don't you, commissioners? Like, oh, yeah. You know, so it's equitable for the homeowners who I'm concerned about the noise but I'm willing to give it a try to see what happens and then make a decision. But I want to be sure that whatever is decided, that we know what that is up front, because I have no idea what the discussion was about. I, I will share that part of the reason why we're not presenting at this point anything from that meeting is the homeowners at this point have made it clear that they are not in favor of any trial. And so that's part of where that challenge is right now is that we don't have the support in that area. Um, and so that's, that's, there has been no affirmative agreement uh, that has been made between all parties. So, but if we so, wanted to just make it a two month, yeah. because that would give them the, the time, and it would allow us not only this month, but then the month in the summer when everyone's out, so we can really see the full impact of play and noise. And then we would be back in session in two months, so that way we'd get the data at that but, meeting. But I but my concern is, I don't know that there's consensus between the homeowners and the pickleball community for this trial. I think everybody needs to be on board and agree, and it sounds like perhaps there's not agreement there. So maybe there needs to be another meeting with ARPD, the homeowners and the pickleball people, and ask one of us to be at that meeting so we can hear what's being said and then we can make a decision. Because I don't really want to go forward unless I know what the agreement is. And if there isn't one, then we need to know that. Okay. <laughs> I, I would like to be at that meeting, and I know you would like to be. Well, so I know I think only two, two of, us. of us can be at that meeting, yeah. but I think it's important that we listen to both sides then we can make a decision. And I, I, I just don't think that there's consensus there yet. Okay. All right, yeah, that sounds good. I like that idea. I'm gonna make a motion <laughs> that the commission vote on approving, or should, I should, I'm gonna make a motion that the commission moves forward with staff request for the park, for the, sorry. I'm going to move that staff move forward with the Crucy Park Tennis Court Resurfacing Project completed currently without pickleball striping and also add to that that we 
explore a trial period at Crucy Park, Ledecker Park, and Washington Park. Please don't speak. The, the problem with okay. that, that Moving is... Moving to a vote, or do you want to discuss? My well, problem with if we approve that, then don't we're not giving the um, residents of near Lidecker nor by Washington to have a comment. So I don't know that I don't disagree with doing that, but I think that they need to have a say too. We don't have to stripe it tomorrow. I'm just saying we can still explore it. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the, my problem with that is th that just furthers out the whole discussion. I say we make the we could approve staff's recommendation as is now with the stipulation that we move forward with a meeting with the pickleball tennis and residents to discuss implementing a trial period of no more than two months as soon as can be mutually agreed to by all parties and that would be the motion and then subsequent to that, we have to look at the other ones, which is going to be a much longer process. Right. We still have to vote on my motion. So oh. That's procedural, sorry. So we can amend the motion, but the motion on the table is to approve the staff recommendation as presented. So can I get a roll call vote? Do I have a sec Actually, do I have a second? Well, you, the way you said it is with the stipulation of looking at the other three. That's on the request is to look at other potential pickleball venues. So I, I, the motion as presented, we can. But you had specific parks listed in that motion. Then I ask that we vote on item six B as presented. That's my motion. But if I don't, have a, do I have a second? I don't have a second. Further discussion? You were too quick. <laughs> Give okay, me. <laughs> so. Make the motion again. We're making it too hard on ourselves, yeah. trying to make everybody happy here. Just read um, the motion that you want to present, yeah. and I will second it. Yeah. I'm moving, my, my motion is that we approve the staff request for Crucy Park resurfacing, currently completed without pickleball striping, and that we also request that the staff look at other potential pickleball venues. That's the motion, but that doesn't mean we can't have other motions. Well, I'll second that motion. Yeah. yeah. Can I get a roll call vote? Okay. Chair Navarro? Yes. Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Jones? Yes. Commissioner Robbins. Yes. Okay, I'd like to make a motion that while the Recreation and Park Department is looking to get that project completed, that we have a trial period at Cruzy Park no longer than three months to uh, have a trial period for pickleball at Cruzy for no longer than three months, provided that the community neighbors have a chance to meet with the pickleball community and include one of us in that meeting so we can understand and set some parameters. I know that's really long, but. <laughs> and I, I, I just want to add that those 
conversations are in continuum. So not a conversation today, but not tomorrow. And that's with all parties involved. Thank you. I second that, emotion, that motion. If staff can quickly clarify, I just want to clarify that with that, the participation would not require further approval by the actual uh, commission. Uh, that's something we want to make sure of. So with that uh, particular motion, you're stating that there would be participation, um, but would not require us to come back and meet with the commission again, correct? To approve the striping? To approve uh, the movement forward with the actual trial. No, I think that would... Does it need to be agendized on a further meeting? No. Well, doesn't the motion cover that, a trial period in the motion? We just want to confirm that it would not be asking for another meeting to no, approve. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. No. I second that motion. Can you read that back? Did you take notes? <laughs> So as I heard it, uh, it appears that uh, Vice Chair Alexander has made a motion to have a trial period of no, of no more than three months uh, with a stipulation that staff uh, set up a meeting between all stakeholders, including tennis, pickleball, and neighborhood with at least one member of the commission uh, in attendance to further facilitate that meeting and ensure that there's equity. Yes, I think that's what I said. And I second. Can I get a roll call vote on the motion? Chair Navarro? Yes. Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Jones? Yes. Commissioner Robbins? Yes. And we have to make a motion about looking for other sites? No, the motions on other sites is on the first, We're good. Okay. first motion. Yeah. Um, item seven on the agenda. Is there any further discussion? Item seven on the agenda, 7A is the next meeting date. Currently it's set for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. Uh, Due to staff and commissioner availability, I'm making a motion that we cancel that meeting and meet at our regularly scheduled July commission meeting, which I will no longer be on the commission. I second that. Can I get a roll call vote? Chair Navarro? Yes. Vice Chair Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Jones? Yes. Commissioner Robbins? Yes. All right, the next meeting will be the first Thursday in July. All right, item 7B on the agenda is next agenda items or possible agenda items for the next meeting. Mr. Limeseeder, do we have any items that are known to be on the agenda for July at this time? So at this point in time, uh, for certain, we'll, you know, based on the recommendation that has now been made, uh, we will be able at that point the, be able to further report on other potential pickleball venues in uh, to move forward with consideration for, for the commission to consider. At that time, that would be the goal. Um, I'm going to go ahead and defer to... Recreation Services Manager, Matt Nolan. There's a possibility that we'll also be bringing forward the dog park for Clement and Tilden, Tilden at that point, and as far as design and feedback, in addition to um, some feedback and design for Estuary Park Phase 2. 
and possibilities. Does, does Estuary Park Phase Two include that? That's the pickleball as well. Correct. And just to add some clarity, currently funding for that is only for four pickleball courts, and so additional funding may need to be seeked in order to achieve the additional two courts. So that is all being considered within the footprint and funding that we have at our time. Okay. Were there any other items that you'd like to see agendized for the July meeting? No. no. And there may also be an additional agenda item. Uh, we may have a presentation uh, about the art from the arts. Uh, I believe there's some things going on around the city, so there may be an arts presentation as well. Okay. Okay. If there's no further business, then I will officially. I, ha I have a comment oh. I'd like to make. Oh. Um, I would like to thank uh, Commissioner Navarro for her four years of service. It's been a joy to work with her these last four years, and I'm certainly going to miss her. I believe we will have two more commissioners soon, hopefully, I guess hopefully in the August meeting. Um, I am working with the mayor, and so the hope is for us to be able to have all those lovely folks ready to go in July. Fingers crossed. Well, that'll be good, but we're not having a meeting. <laughs> Oh, no, July. That's I meant July, not August. I'm sorry. So I just want to thank you very much. And um, I know you'll still be out in the community, and you will be probably keeping in touch with us and letting us know your thoughts. But I just wanted to thank you. Yes. I second that. <laughs> All right. With that, I officially call the meeting to adjournment at this time. Thank you. Thank you.